www.worldwidesportsradio.com or download our app by going to iOS, WWSRN, or Android, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. <laughs> what are you laughing at over there? What are you, what are you the, uh, the living sound, sound machine with your sound apps? I don't need no sound app. <laughs> I am a living, uh, aching app himself. I, I, listen, if I could sit here and make sound effects all day long, I could do a radio show. You probably would. Yeah. Why not? Anyways, uh, we have a great show lined up for you guys. Yeah. What time are we going to get Garrett Price we, uh, To be determined, it'll probably be later in the show, probably around 11. He's on another show right now. So it's starting at 930. So he said he wasn't sure what time, but he's going to be coming on like later in the show. All right. So a little bit later in the show, we'll be talking to Dynasty Nerds writer and podcaster Garrett Price. He's been on our show. He's fantastic. Really funny. Um... And the topics we're going to get into today, there's a lot to talk about. Kyrie Irving speaks out all over Twitter. Why not talk about <laughs> Kyrie pain in the butt Irving? Well, the earth is flat, everybody. Um, strange tweets. So we'll get into his strange tweets and, and get into our arguments of why Kyrie Irving shouldn't be speaking on social media. Um, we'll talk about Draymond Green and his middle finger. To the Grizzly fans, why am I not surprised that the great and powerful Oz, Draymond Green, is cursing at the fans? Not surprised. We'll get into how stupid he really is. Uh, we'll get into the NHL playoffs, which is fantastic. The Rangers right now are up 3-2, to two, going into the third period. And we'll get into the woes of the Boston Bruins. <laughs> I'm sure Jeff's going to like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm sure you weren't waiting for that one to stick it to Jeff. Well, he, he's too busy thinking about the NBA playoffs and his Boston Celtics, which, by the way, are not winning the series. I, he's so excited about this series, but it's still tied 1-1, so I don't know what he's so excited about. Anyways. Well, they played well defensively without Marcus oh Smart. Oh, my God. They played so well. <laughs> they played well defensively without Marcus Smart. So maybe it's more of a team defense. Wonderful. That's <laughs> so great. Uh, we'll talk about the Bruins uh, and uh, getting fined. Or Brad Marchant getting fined with his antics. Not surprised. Uh, I do like Brad because uh, I was at the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, a couple of years ago when they played St. Louis in the Stanley Cup Finals, and I told everybody the story about him 
uh, getting a balloon for a young little girl in the back. So uh, I, I really started to change my thoughts on Brad Marchand. But uh, uh, he is, if he's not spitting at people, trying to bite people's ears off or biting their fingers off or sticking his stick up somebody's you-know-what, um, he's causing his trouble. So there you go. Um, we will get into this story, which I, I found out uh, a little a little bit about an hour ago, that the Titans nearly traded for Aaron Rodgers in the offseason, which could have changed everything. A.J. Brown could still be a Titan if Aaron Rodgers was over there. He did buy a house in Tennessee, which was very interesting. Uh, I don't know if it had legs, but as far as this story is concerned, it did have legs, and there was a very good chance that he could have went to the Titans. That was one of the top three teams he was interested in, which nobody knew. And uh, we'll get into the Giants likely to part ways with James Bradbury. I'm not surprised. Uh, there was a lot of so- stories and sources coming out that the sauce could have been the guy at number five for the Giants yep. if the Jets didn't draft him. So uh, not surprised that the Giants were looking to part ways with James Bradbury. Uh, he's expensive. They, they're they obviously in the draft. We're looking for corners to replace him in, in the early first round. But uh, by the time uh, they came up at five, both of them were off the board. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, the big ones. I mean, McDuffie was still there. Right. They, they drafted a couple corners later in the draft, too. But none of them are going to be a number one type guy. So now they're going to have to trust a Dory Jackson in that role. So why don't we get into the NHL playoffs? Because, you know, I like to cause trouble. and <laughs> We know. <laughs> I love to cause trouble. And there's one guy in Tampa that absolutely needs to hear this. And that is Jeff from Tampa. <laughs> I really thought that the Boston Bruins were going to give the Carolina Hurricanes somewhat of a challenge in this series. Carolina... Really, for the last three years, they're a fantastic team offensively, defensively, and goaltending. They have been one of the top teams in the NHL, really, for the last three or four years. But they always fall apart, usually, in the second or third round of the playoffs. They can never get into the Stanley Cup Finals, as long as Rob Brindamore's been there. And twice against the Bruins, too. But going into this series, a lot of people, a lot of experts experts, I'm sorry, or analysts believed that the Bruins were going to win this series. And after watching the first two games of this series, I can honestly say this series is over. They cannot stop Carolina offensively. Carolina will go on the power play. They score at will. They can't and the Bruins, really, in the second half of the season, were one of the best penalty-killing teams in the NHL. They can't stop a lick right now. Their goaltending has been horrible. And right now, if you, if, if you were to argue who's looked the worst so far in the playoffs, it would be the Boston Bruins. Now, you, you look at Brad Marsh, and what do they call that line? The I, perfection I, line. I'm sorry, the perfection line. <laughs> And, and I like Bergeron. I've always liked Bergeron. Even when the Bruins traded for him and brought him uh, to the Boston Bruins. I can't stand the Bruins. But Patrice Bergeron is a fantastic center. He's one of the best centers in the NHL, if not the best center in the NHL. Best all-around center in the NHL. But even him, and he has scored, I think he scored two goals in this series. He scored the, both, the only two game, goals in the second game. <laughs> He's the only one on that line that's doing anything. Brad Marchand has done. I know he scored one goal. He has looked horrible in the series. 
Their whole team. I mean, what happened to Taylor, uh, Taylor Hall, who who they obviously extended and, and re-signed him in the offseason after what he did when he was traded to the Boston Bruins last year at the trade deadline, and he was one of the hottest players going into the Stanley Cup playoffs. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he was still hot in the playoffs. Yeah, he what had happened that, to him? He had that one game where he scored two goals against the Islanders and then since then disappeared in that in that playoff series. This season was kind of was was still good, but not like the Taylor Hall MVP or the Taylor Hall when he first came over from the Bruins or to the Bruins. If you're a Boston Bruin fan right now, and there's quite a few of them, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously Plenty. Jeff being one of them, and uh, I, I, Josh Silverberg's father over there, and I, I have to mention Josh. Shout out to Josh. Uh, we've been talking about the Boston Bruins, and I said, I hope you attack Jeff about this Boston Bruins thing. You like sticking it to me with the Rangers, so why not? I am going to stick it to all those Boston Bruin fans. Because to me, the Boston Bruins are <coughs> choking right now in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And to me, going into the series... I thought this was going to be a competitive series, a fun series to watch. This has not been fun. This has been absolutely lame. And this series is good as over, Speedy. Yeah. Originally, my pick was the Canes were going to win in six because I liked the depth that they had. And they also have very good defense and physicality as well, including a lot of these ex-Rangers uh, throwaway defensemen. But they were actually been playing well this year for Carolina for the most part. And also the goaltending injuries, too. Frederick Anderson was out at the beginning of the series, still hasn't played. So after trading Nijelkovic in the offseason, you're relying on Antti Ranta and a rookie. And he played well in game two. But I was never expecting this level of blowouts that we've seen. The Hurricanes, we know they have a talented team, but again, were they going to be able to match the physicality of the Bruins and that top line, which is still probably a little better than the Hurricanes' top line, even though the Hurricanes' top six is very good. So I'm surprised it's this much of a blowout, too. But I'm not. The, I, I was thinking the Hurricanes were going to win, but I was never thinking this level oh, so of many people, domination. So yeah. many people picked the Bruins to win this series. I know, but they were overreacting to the goalie. Why? Because they were overreacting to the goalie. The goalie to what? I mean, right now... Yeah, I, I, they, they had a third-string goalie actually shut down the Boston Bruins right. in the second and third period, okay, after they lost their second-string goalie in Ranta, mm-hmm. okay? So, and by the way, Ranta wasn't even their star goaltender this year. It was Anderson. Right. Okay? And Anderson's out for this series. He'll probably be back in the second series. Mm-hmm. So, right now, if you look at the Boston Bruins, going into this series, they had the advantage, they had the advantage in this series, and even with the advantage, they still can't get over the hump against this Carolina Hurricane team. Now, they are going back to Boston, so obviously it's going to swing that way. But if they lose another game, this series is good as done, all right? I already think it's over, Yeah. but if they don't, they don't sweep them in Boston... This series, this series isn't going further than five games. Yeah, and it's just the way they've also played defense, too. Their goaltending was already kind of questionable to begin with. Both both young guys have had their stretches, Olmark and Swayman, when they've looked good this year. And for the most part, they've their numbers have leveled out where they have a mid-tier goals against average and save percentage. But, again, it just hasn't been consistent enough in the defense, which has always been a strength of the Bruins in years past, is not as deep as it used to be, too. They're very top-heavy, and all of a sudden that's been a big problem. Top heavy. 
give me a break about this Boston Bruins team. By the way, Ronta will be back in game number three. So all the Boston Bruins fans saying, yes, we don't have to deal with their second string goaltender. Well, you're going to deal with him because he's going to be back in game number three. Brad Marchand still might cross-check him, though, for all we know. Well, he was fined $5,000. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what is that to him? What is that to him and his reputation? Who knows? As far as the playoffs are concerned, everybody knows that the NHL playoffs is the best. It's the best. When it comes to all sports, the NFL, the NBA, the Major League, baseball, MLB, and the NHL, if you were to tell me right now what is the best when it comes to the playoffs to watch, it is the NHL. It's not even close. It's not even close. That's why I laugh at Jeff when he talks about the NBA playoffs. Because nobody gives a crap about the Celtics. Nobody gives a crap about the NBA playoffs until the Eastern Conference Finals and the Western Conference Finals. Nobody cares. Not only that, you already had all top four seeds advance, whereas you rarely ever see that in the NHL. As a matter of fact, we were talking about it three years ago uh, when the Islanders beat the, swept the Penguins the first time, and then they got swept by the Hurricanes. That, that year, all four wildcard teams advanced in the first round. Now for the Rangers. I have been saying since the playoffs started that the Rangers were going to win this series against Pittsburgh. I don't like the Rangers. Anybody that knows me on this show, I can't stand the Rangers. But to sit here right now and watch an old Pittsburgh Penguin team. And look, they were talking about it in the first game of the series. They were talking about Sidney Crosby, Latang, and Malkin have played, uh, um, what is it, uh, I think it's the most combined, on. yeah, most combined games or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was like I'm not sure what the number was. I'm, I don't yeah, call I don't me on this the number either. I don't call me. It's a significant amount. Okay, I, I think it was like over 400 periods or something like that. Okay, all right. So to sit here and think, and yes, the Rangers got screwed. If, if you want to go back and you want to look at the NHL rules, and, and obviously that goal should have counted. I, I'll, I'll take back what I said on social media because the Beave was having a heart attack. Of course he was. He was choking on the, a lollipop he was sucking down at the, NH, uh, at the Ranger game in game number one. Okay? Or the hot dog. Yeah, I was going to say, you're gonna, the Beef's choice of uh, game day food is lollipops? Well, why not? I like lollipops. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying. Do you I'm like sucking saying, on lollipops? They're pretty good. It depends on the flavor. What else do you like to suck on? Uh, jelly, j- Jolly Ranchers. Jolly and, Ranchers, huh? Yeah, How jolly good. are ranchers? The blue raspberry and the watermelon ones I like. Yeah, you like the watermelon, huh? Yeah, those are probably my two favorite flavors. Does, is it say. tangy? Is it is it like tangy in your mouth? Do you like that tangy taste? I wouldn't say tangy would be the word. To Do you like sweet it. smelling, you know, tasting candies? Do you like that? Some of them, yeah. Yeah. I How mean, about bubblicious? You like bubblicious? Not bad. I in terms of gum, like I don't really prefer like actual bubble gum comparison to like minty or fruity gums comparatively. Oh, so you like fruity things? Yeah, like yeah, okay. c- citrusy type gums. Oh, citrusy. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I would say I like those more than regular bubblegum because regular bubblegum, too, also wears out the flavor quickly. So, so. so it has to taste – what happens if it has a weird taste to it, you know? What happens if it has like this 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 chlorine type of taste to it? What do you I think? I would be worried it was it was injected with chlorine. <laughs> well, would you taste it? Would you have the opportunity? I would hope I wouldn't – I would hope I would The opportunity that. was there for you to taste it. Why would I do it on purpose? If Why something was injected you? with chlorine, that's – I don't know. Speedy, I'm just asking you a question here. I would assume it would be in a tampered with if that was the case. Anyways, getting back into the New York Rangers. Right now, 
going into this series, I, I think the Rangers are the better team. They're the younger team. Did they get screwed in the first game? Yes, they got screwed in the second in the first game. But going into the second this second game, I really thought that they had the advantage. I thought they were going to come out strong. Uh, you look at their their defense; they have played very well. And Sestorkin, uh, even though you you go back and forth and you look at the the calls and, and the penalty calls right now in this series, obviously the Penguins are absolutely leading in in the play when it comes to the penalty calls. And by the way, the Rangers score again; it's four to two. I told you, Josh. <laughs> The game is over. The game is over. What are we going to bet on this now? Let's bet. He's already down $40. He's going to want to go for more. He doesn't want to bet with me, man. I am too good. Anyways. (laughs) You didn't want to go for the trifecta. I mean, what what really stands out in this series as far as your Ranger fan? Where where do you see this series going? Obviously, it's going to go back to Pittsburgh. If the Rangers tie the series 1-1, I really think that the Rangers have to win game number three. Take the... Take the pressure off them. They're the younger team. They have the obviously the the least amount of players that have played in the playoffs have right. been in this situation before. So and and Pittsburgh, really, practically this whole team has been in the playoffs, have played in meaning meaningful games, and have won Stanley Cup championships. I would say about seven or eight guys on this Pittsburgh Penguin team has won a Stanley Cup. Yeah, it's mainly their top core does. A lot of the other guys are younger guys now. That that's were, not what I'm saying. No, I'm I saying. know the top core. Yes, they've all won Stanley Cups and. That's where the Penguins still have the experience edge. But I, w- I always have a saying with any sport: inexperience is not necessarily negative experience. I always look at the teams more that have the negative experience, the ones that were currently losing the playoffs, as being more of the issues. Which was the Rangers in the past too, in the in the beginning of this decade. But this is a new team; they're definitely faster. You could definitely tell that they're possessing the puck a lot of the time too in this game, and also in Game One, throughout Game One too. And the depth advantage: we knew they had the depth advantage, and it's definitely showing in this game. And obviously, the goalie. Advantage. I will say this: I think the problem with Ranger fans, what really bothers me, and this is why I don't like the Rangers, it is the fans, because they complain that they're not getting calls. Listen, everybody knows that Sidney Crosby is going to get the majority of the calls. <laughs> yeah. He is the superstar. He's the Tom Brady, like Josh says all the time. He's the Tom Brady of the NHL. He is going to get most of the calls. But if you know that, why is Sidney Crosby open 90% of the time in every single game? When it's not him, it's freaking Gensel. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you know Sidney Crosby. If you take Sidney Crosby out of the game, the, the chances of you winning are very good. It, it, it's, there's a very good chance. Right. I mean, he had two, two assists the last game, mm-hmm. and he had a goal in this game. You cannot let Sidney Crosby dominate a game in any kind of way, especially when you know the referees are going to make every single call that benefits him. So... I, I sit here and I listen. I, I, Galan is a good coach. He might win coach of the year. Possibly. He's not Barry Trotz, okay? Because Barry Trotz, in every single period, if, if the Islanders are not playing well, he would find a way to transition and try to figure out what they could do to stop the best players and keep the best players outside of the hashes so they can't score goals. Sometimes you see this with a lot of these top teams where you look, you rely on the raw defense or the raw system to make it work, and sometimes you don't take them out right away. Whereas you're seeing in this series, the Rangers are kind of doing the opposite, where Gensel and Crosby have had great scoring chances all series long, and they've capitalized on them, and really everyone else has it. We're seeing a lot of these other guys shoot wide, these younger guys too. The, there's a lot of breakaways both ways in this series yep. so far. And I think when, when you look at the pace that generally would favor the Rangers, but you still have to watch out for that kind of thing. So far we've seen for the Rangers' defense. The Rangers scored again, by the way. This game is over. I told you guys this was over. 
I told you. What did I tell Josh? I said once the four, once the third period comes along, they're going to score a couple of goals, and the game's going to be completely over. And there's this guy Vetrano. <laughs> and listen, the fact that the Penguins won one game, they're going back to Pittsburgh where they want to be. One one. Okay, they don't. They're, the chances of uh, the away team winning, uh, you know, in an NHL playoff game at at another person's, another team's home is very hard to do. Yeah, it's very hard to do. And and to me, the Rangers have been one of the best home teams in the NHL this year. Which is weird because they're usually the opposite. They're usually a very good road team and a iffy home team for a, a Madison Square Garden home crowd advantage is supposed to be very good. Yeah, and Vetrano has been a very big, important piece to this Ranger team, especially at the trade deadline when they make the trade to bring him in. So I think the Rangers have done a lot of things nice and really good since the trade deadline. And and, and a person like Chris Drury, who I'm not a big fan of, I played hockey with him when we were kids. Uh, he's a great hockey. He was a good hockey player. I, I wouldn't say a great hockey mind, but he has done a great job. And if, if if you were to tell me right now the best executive of the year, I would I would say Chris Jury was a top three this year. Yeah, I, all I the really do. all the traded line acquisitions so far have contributed in some way. Cobb has been great. Cobb has been tremendous. I think even more than a lot of the Rangers fans were expecting him to, to have. Vetrano had that really. He had the I think five goals in his first three games with the Rangers, and and yeah, he's leveled out a little bit, but still has been productive and really has helped those younger players on those bottom six lines. And he's even played in the power play units, the first and second power play units, a lot of the time too, which shows how much they could trust him as a passer as well. And that depth is really what the Rangers needed because the Rangers. In the beginning of the season, everyone was saying, oh, what's the biggest issue for them? Their lack of center depth. Guys that could be playmakers on those lower-level lines. They traded for Goodrow. Goodrow played well this year. And now Kopp and Vetrano are kind of providing those other things. Vetrano's really not a pure center, but is kind of playing like in that role, too. And they need that kind of thing, veteran guys, to really help for this playoff identity. As far as every uh, this every series going into the playoffs, and and I know everything that stands out, the Avalanche of we everybody expects the Avalanche to go to the Stanley Cup Finals. I mean, they are the most talented team. They've been the more dominant team throughout the NHL throughout the full season. And with the talent that they have, the goaltending that they have, and the defensive prowess that they have, everybody expects that the Avalanche will probably they're going to beat the Predators. And they're going to move on where they're going to have to play St. Louis or Minnesota. That's where it'll be a little tougher because the. the- they're going to beat them. They're going to beat them. It, it, the team that I think is going to give them the most problems is probably the Oilers. Mm. I, and the reason why I think that is if the Oilers could get out of that L.A. series, which I expect them to do that, it, it's the firepower that they give on the first two lines. And it's going to be very, very hard. As good as the Avalanche are off uh, defensively throughout the season, they're one of the best defensive teams in the NHL. Uh, and one of the best defensive offensive teams in the NHL as well. I think the Oilers can co- cause a lot of concern and, and, and problems for them when it comes to offensively. Now, the problem with the Oilers going into the playoffs was their goaltending. I was very surprised they didn't trade for Volamov or uh, there were stories coming out at the trade deadline that they were interested in Volamov. Uh, that never, that never happened. Uh, so I, them go- going out of the trade deadline and not landing a goaltender or a starting goaltender definitely could affect them throughout the playoffs. But with the firepower that they have, I expect the Oilers to knock off L.A. and then have to play e- either Dallas or Calgary. Now, Calgary is a fast team, mm-hmm. and, and that's what makes them dangerous. And they have good goaltending. Right. Um, I think, I think Calgary is going to win that series against Dallas. I do. But, again, Dallas has played very well in the second mm-hmm. half of the season. And, and with their coaching and their goaltending, too, they've had good goaltending in the second half, too. So uh, that series might be the f- probably the best series 
of the bunch in the Western Conference. Yeah, those two teams are really tough defensively, too. Dallas has a lot of defensive depth. That was their identity for their Stanley Cup run two years ago in Calgary. Uh, has allowed the least goals in the Western Conference. So that's going to be very tough for Edmonton to try to play the offensive fast game on a consistent basis. Now, their defense, like you were saying, has been improved from where it was in years past. Mm -hmm. And it's just a matter of if they can get some level of goaltending. We've seen Mike Smith do well in the playoffs in Arizona when he was in his prime, but he's way past his prime now and has not been the same. Since then, he played very well in in the game two, but struggled in game one. So it just depends on what you're going to get out of them. So that'll make a difference. And the coaching's been a lot better, too. Two for them, too. In terms of the Calgary-Dallas series, yeah, that's probably going to be more of the tighter, low-scoring series. Uh, Snug's comments, like, yeah, they hate each other from, yeah, two years ago. Of when, course. Uh, yes. Uh, yes, the infamous uh, time where Patrick Turner was taking I shots. I was so us. surprised <laughs> how, how L.A. squeaked into the playoffs. Yeah, they, that division's they, not that good. It just Vegas fell apart. And, and L.A. LA is not a good team. They're not what right. they were like seven, eight years ago when they had the talent that they had. And Jonathan Quick is a shell of himself. I mean, yeah. uh, so it, it, to me, I was very surprised L.A. made it. And the fact that L.A. is tied 1-1 against the Oilers, that's saying that's telling you that the Oilers have to figure out who they are mm-hmm. and what their identity is in the playoffs. Because if they're going to depend on Connor McDavid or some of their young superstar players, that doesn't work in the NHL playoffs. They, right. need, they need all-around goaltending. They need all-around goal scoring. And they don't get it. And that's why the Oilers haven't, with all the talent that they have on their team, offensive firepower, that's why they haven't really gotten far into the playoffs. They never went to the Western Conference Finals. Nope, they never did. They went They went one playoff series in Connor McDavid's second year, mm-hmm. and then they lost in a seven-game series against Anaheim. There was a big controversy of whether there's something should have been goalie interference at the end of that game. I didn't think it was, but a lot of people did. But that's the furthest they've ever gone. They lost last year, and they got destroyed last year. I think in five games to Winnipeg yep. last year. And then the year before in the, in the Hub Cities, they lost to a Blackhawks team. That was the last seed in the Western Conference. Which Look you, how happy you get. Which, which, you, which you predicted, by the way. Yes, too. I did. And yeah, they looked really bad in that series. Too. It was like a three-game a short one, too. But yeah. That was the only thing I predicted right in the playoffs last year. <laughs> but yeah, that, really they haven't found any type of consistent playoff identity, even with the top core. And that it just shows you, like, stars don't necessarily win in the NHL playoffs. Yes, you have an exception with Tampa, where just loaded everywhere around with the last two cup teams. But still, you need depth. You need some level of goal uh, defense and hot goaltending at the right time, which the Oilers never seem to have. I think the Eastern Conference uh, playoffs, that side of the the bracket is going to be more fun to watch because I think all the teams are very close together. I know everybody says the Panthers were the best team in the NHL. The Panthers are a young team. They have some veterans. They brought in uh, and Claude Garou, and, 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 and like Josh was saying uh, when before we started the show, he was saying that Claude Garou made the most important mistake in the third period, which cost – he believes they cost the Panthers the game. But I, I will say this. The Capitals are a playoff team. They've always been a playoff team. They're built for the playoffs. They are going to give the Panthers all that they, they, can, you know, they can ask for when it comes to a playoff series, because it's not going to be an easy series. The Panthers, as talented as they are, they are from one from the first line to the fourth line, I, the Panthers are still a very young team, and I just, yes, they have Babarotsky. They have, some, they have some veteran players on this team that can help them get over the hump. The Panthers have always fallen apart in the playoffs. They've never, really since the 90s, they have never gotten to the Eastern Conference Finals since the 90s, since 96, when Van Biesbrook took them there. So I want to see the Panthers, you know, win this series, knock off the Capitals, and show people why they were the best team in the NHL. I just, again, the Capitals are the veteran team. The Capitals have done very well in the playoffs, and they're very well coached from a very good coach and a Barry Trotz disciple.
Yeah, it's a matter of for the Panthers, can they can they get everything to go going, whether it's in this series or the next series defensively for the most part, because that's always been their weakness. It's been better this year because their goaltending is, is very good and we know their offense is good. It's also a test of the President's Trophy teams. They haven't done well in, in consistently in the playoffs. A lot of them lose in the second round and they have an interim coach too. remember Joel Quenville mm-hmm. had all the issues he had at the beginning of the year, too. Now, again, we St. Louis just won a cup with an interim coach, so maybe that maybe there's a good sign there but they also will probably have to play the lightning in the second round or the Leafs if they come out of that too and that's going to be a lot of offensive firepower either way for them to have to deal with likely it'll be the lightning because the Leafs will find a weird way to lose but still they're going to have to have a tough test on that either way I think the Metro has it a lot where you have it coming out whether it's the Rangers or the Hurricanes that's going to be a tougher test if that's down the road Carolina is the deepest team of that group and then if they do have to play the lightning again then even that's going to be a hard matchup for them too I'll say this they, if the Maple Leafs had a chance to really shut down and, and put the lightning back in the box, and what I mean, or in the garbage, and say that they needed to win that game last night, they lost that game, they, get, they let the lightning get back into the series, and now they're going back to Tampa. And Tampa is a very good home team, yep. um, and I, I would say that this series is over. Because John Tavares, and I'll say this, everybody knows what I feel about John Tavares. <laughs> yeah. John Tavares has done nothing in this series. Absolutely nothing. And that's the problem right now with the Maple Leafs. They're out. They're overpaying for John Tavares. The only player that really has shown up in this series is Matthew. That's it. Matthews is the only player that's shown up in this series. Mortar, he, he hasn't shown up in this series. And, I, and that's the problem with the Maple Leafs. They have all these superstar players, these all these great players, and there's one or two players that show up, and the rest don't show up. And that's why they're going to Tampa. Tampa has the firepower. Tampa has the goaltending. And that's why I think Tampa will win this series. Even I don't care where they ended up with. And they, they were at one point it, going into the second half of the season, they were a wild card team. Yep. Uh, it's crazy to say that. And I, I still think Tampa could come out of the East and go all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals and win. So that's crazy to say yeah. for the the crazy seesaw season they've had. So yeah, it's just a matter for them as if like long term, how much is it eventually get all these playoff games to take a toll on them? It might it's not be the seesaw season. It might season. not be. It might not even be this year. It could even be. It could even just be they keep on keep going because again, if Florida if Florida doesn't have the defense and the coaching to get it there, and Toronto's just being Toronto, Tampa could definitely beat anyone that could come out of the Metro too. It's just a matter of again how well their young players do. Honestly, beat. honestly, right now, if you were to ask me who has the best chances to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals or go to the Stanley Cup, I would say, and you, you guys might think I'm crazy, I think it's Tampa, Carolina. Tampa, Carolina. And I'm going to go with the Washington Capitals. Ooh. And you know why I'll go with the Washington Capitals? Because they've done this. All right. They've been there before. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if they surprise the world and they knock off the Florida Panthers. If Samsonov plays like he's supposed to as a goalie prospect, yeah, they could. I, I mean, seriously. I, I think they're built for the playoffs. Uh, Oshie's a fantastic playoff player. Everybody knows who Alexander Ovechkin is. I mean, this team is built for the players. Now, obviously, Wilson is not playing. He hasn't played yet in this series. But whenever he does come back, it, Wilson is not going to be the, the changer of this series. What they need to do, what the Capitals need to do, is what they do every single year when they get into the playoffs. They play better. They play good defense, and that keeps you in the game. And if your goaltender can keep you and be the, the last 
the last uh, part of your defense where it, at least he doesn't have to stand on his head, but right. you know stops most of the shots, they can win this series. And I think they could be Florida, as talented as Florida is. But that, that's been the problem. They, they always were great with defense in years past, too, and they haven't been as much this year, too. So as a result, these goalies have not looked as good, too. So they, can't, they have to at least have either physicality with the forwards or maybe just I discipline. think it's going to be Tampa and Carolina in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, that's what I had initially, too. I, I think that's what it's going to be. And and I think Carolina. This will be the first year Carolina goes to the East, uh, to the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that's fair. I think they're built very well. I think they have a great great young defenseman in Aho. Uh, they're they're fun to watch. Anderson probably will be back in series number two, which uh, he's eventually a trophy uh, candidate. Yep. He's probably not going to win because uh, I think Sturkin is going to win. Sturkin, yes, but. All in all, I, I think Carolina is the best-built team for the playoffs. And Avalanche is the best-built uh, team in the Western. I think it's Carolina, Avalanche, and the Stanley Cup Finals. That would be some hell of a, a Stanley that's Cup what Finals. I, picked. I think that's what I picked two years ago, and it didn't happen. <laughs> I mean, the Avalanche always choke, too. They do. That's I, that's the one thing I always worry about. Like They've had worse goaltending this year than years past. And, yes, they've had better skaters. But still, like even that, can they finally get overcome the pressure? Some teams yes. are just better. Some teams are just better as Stunk, underdogs. Sunk says Carolina has already won a Stanley Cup. When was the last time? Yeah, 05, we know. but <laughs> That was a long time ago, Snug. <laughs> a lot of these teams have won Stanley Cups. Dallas won more than 17 years ago? Yeah, that was my first year watching hockey, 2004-2005, the year before the lockouts. We know Carolina won a Stanley Cup. That was a long time ago. Yeah. I'm talking about in the last five to six years, right. Doug. It's a, the five, six years, the, the last Cups have all been won by mostly the Penguins and the Lightning, besides two with the Capitals and the Blues. <laughs> that's, uh, that's really what you're judging right now. The Dallas last won in 1999. Colorado last won in 2001. A lot of these teams have never won yet. And if you're a betting man, which I am, when it comes to not betting on sports, but if you were to bet on who's going to win this series, the Rangers or the Penguins, just because the Penguins have goaltending problems as far as the depth that they have in that position, which is so very important for the playoffs, I expect the Rangers to win this series in six. Okay? I, I do. And I and being that they're going back to Pittsburgh, if the Rangers can win game number three and take the lead two games to one, even if Pittsburgh wins that game in game number four, they're going to go back to New York and, and they should they should finish them off in Pittsburgh in game number six. Mm. So I, I think that the Rangers they're they're built they're not built for the playoffs. They're not a they're a young team. They have a young a, what four of the top six defensemen are young players that like under the age of twenty four. So they're they're this is their first time actually experience playing in an NHL playoffs. But I expect the Rangers to compete it going into the second round if they have to play Carolina. So uh, I don't think they'll beat Carolina, nah. but I, I think they'll be able to compete. And if they do beat Carolina, what a surprise that would be. That would, that would be something. Because the other thing, too, is the, 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 the Hurricanes are becoming the new Lightning. They're having all these ex-Rangers on them, too. Absolutely. So that could help from a, just the knowledge of these veteran the veteran players, just having a knowledge of some of the tendencies, not necessarily of Gallant, because Gallant wasn't there, but of these other young players and all these other tough players and know how to defend them. Because Carolina's got a loaded defense, too. That could definitely be able to make it hard for the Rangers, too. So the Rangers' depth, you got to come through again if you're, that ends up being the case because it, it, it already is in this series too. Uh, Snug says I would love to support the Rangers, but the Beef does, so they're cursed. Yes, the Beef was at Game One too, so maybe uh... he knows that. Speedy, you don't have to explain. He, everybody sees what he posts on social media. Uh, I wasn't sure if the Beef blocks Snug already for all the no, comments. No, he made. doesn't. But the Beef only blocks Jeff when it comes to texting because Jeff likes to stick it to him about the Cowboys. 
It's ridiculous. <laughs> Anyways, why don't we go to a quick break? When we come back, we'll get into the NBA playoffs. We'll get into this Kyrie Irving strange tweets that he has and why he should shut his damn mouth. And Draymond Green sticks his middle finger up to the Grizzly fans and why I think John Morant is is proving to everybody why he is the best point guard in the NBA. Well, second best point guard in the NBA, right behind Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. When we come back, we'll get into that here on the Sports Loudmouths. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is the Sports Loudmouths. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, as you know. This is the Sports Loudmouths. I'm your host, Errol Marks, my co-host, Speedy P. Remember, you can call us at 631-672-3108 is the number. You can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app on iOS, WWSRN, or Android, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I could only imagine who's calling the show right now. Oh, yeah. Why not put him on the phone? Jeffrey! No, it's not Jeff. It oh, is Josh. Josh, what's going on, man? I thought it was Jeff. Uh, <clears throat> I want Jeff Carter's head on a swivel right now. Did you see what he just did? Yeah, he tripped, uh, you know. So, no, he didn't trip. It was a dirty hit. Dirty son of a bitch. <laughs> I love Rage of Fans. He, he clearly knew what he was doing. Of course. Clearly he knew what he was doing. Well, he, he knows. I, that... I, he should be suspended for that. I don't know that, if he'll be suspended. I, I'm, sorry, I, I'm sorry. I don't know all if right? he'll be if suspended. Are, if, if, if you want to try to win, all right, at least make it clean, all right? There's no reason to do what he did. Oh, I love. He Gallant should be hundred percent right suspended for that. I love wa- watching Gallant. What his faces that he makes. <laughs> he's so funny. Yeah, he should be. Listen, call it like it is. He knew what he was doing, Carter. He saw him with the puck. He said, "I'm going to stick my knee out and I'm going to try to trip him." He knew it. That mm. was the and Jeff Carter's known to be a dirty player in the past. And so he, he he. he what do you say? I said, and a ranger killer going back to when he was a young player with the Flyers. Yeah, he, yeah but uh, you're. T- I tell you what, if I'm Gallant, let me tell you, you know what I'm doing? Reeves. You know what I'm doing? Yeah. I'm putting Ryan Reeves out there. I am putting and Ryan Reeves out there. He'll probably do that in game number three. He'll probably do that in game three. You know what you do? You go after Crosby. Well, I think Reeves, uh, I Garrett. guarantee you in. In game number three, and you'll see and it. the fact I think that you it, thought I was Jeff is disgusting. That is a repulsive. Well, he usually that. calls at this time. <laughs> he does call at random times. I don't give calls. a damn. Well, I didn't, I didn't know. Repulsive. I'm not the one controlling the phones. The producer <laughs> is. So I'm not, I don't know who's calling, okay? I, I just suggest to think that Jeff is the first person that's going to call the show. He and and, and, and I'll, let you, I'll let you get to your piece in a second. But Jeff Carter 110% knew what he was doing there. And he you know, saw him with the puck, and you know what? Honestly, if I'm Gallant, I'm telling Ryan Reeves, I want you to do something across. Yeah, but you won't three. see it in this game because there's two minutes left of the game. No, 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 of course not. No, oh, they're not going to put Crosby on the ice now. No. But Sullivan would be an idiot if he did that because he knows that that is what's going to happen. But I and I, I, and, and I believe – Carter should be suspended, though. I believe Reeves will there go – There he in. is. I believe Reeves what – what there he is what? What are you talking about? He's on the ice right now, Reeves. Yeah. This will be the first time Ryan Reeves is ever on a power play. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, me, I, they wouldn't dare. I'm a Macy's actually fine, Chester. And I thought he did something bad. No. I'm a Macy's fine. No, he put his leg out, but he's wearing pads. So I. I yeah, but even. Yeah, but he, dude, he, he went full speed, stuck his knee out. 
Mm-hmm. And I love how Carter's reaction was, oh, I didn't mean to do it. And Dryden Hunt went right in there and wanted to kill him. Well, yeah, because that's your star goaltender. And if you lose him, you're, you're practically done in this series. And they know that. So, and, and th- that's why they did it. And that's why Carter did it. But I believe Reeves I'm- will, I expect Reeves to do that in game Game three, the first he'll they'll put him out on the ice in the beginning of the game, and and to probably either beat up there he is right now. So I, I yep. expect, I expect that. To oh be yeah, they're gonna, gonna do. Do, these Penguin guys are gonna get killed right now. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I mean, I'm just trying to. Th- Here's the thing: if you're Sullivan, I keep Crosby as far away from this game as possible. Well, I don't or think Malkin. First or of all, Malkin, but Malk, Malkin soft the. A, a, a tampon would would make enough for three weeks. So, I know. don't think so. I don't think Sullivan's going to put Sandy Crosby back on the ice. There's one minute and 19 seconds left of this period. This period, the end of the game. Why would he put him out when it's five two? There's not a chance that they're going to win this game. But, but but you guys understand my point, though, right? Yes. When you see that there's an intent to do something like that, of if course. you're the NHL, you have to look at that. And I think you the have NHL say, will look at that, but it's very hard to suspend a player knowing that it's, it's the playoffs. I, I it's don't. Not. Think, it's not because if there's if there's clearly intent on. Did you see? The injury, did you see what Brad Marchand did the last game? Yeah, that's what he did. Yeah, he, he slashed and he got a fine. He got yeah. a five thousand dollar fine. So Carl will probably yeah. be fine before he gets suspended. Well, he'll get a fine, but I'm just saying. No, I think Marchand should have been suspended too. By the way. Yeah, well, the fact that he again, wasn't I, with, I, the, with I, the reputation. So, I, you know what it is, though? I, I, I think you know what it is, though. And I understand where you're coming from, Arrow. I completely do. Mm-hmm. I think the thing of it is, is there's a difference between a Brad Martian being suspended. And this is serious because games go into account when it comes to suspending players. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between set, a suspending a Brad Martian and a – oh, there they go. Look at Pittsburgh. They're going down. Look at They might as well let the whole team go to Pittsburgh now. Uh, and and there's a difference between suspending a Brad Marchand and there's a difference between suspending a Jeff Carter. I gotta feed my kid. I didn't even realize it. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> it's not forty four. You, you gotta feed him at ten. You, 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 I mean, you got you, you. That's the difference, I think. And I know when he feeds his it, kid. <laughs> I, actually, I, I usually feed him a little earlier than I'm supposed to, but when my, my wife was sleeping, so I could go to bed earlier. Mm. Um, so it's, you know, it's probably not the greatest thing, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I think there's a difference between suspending Martian mm. and suspending a Carter. And I'm when this series is over, I am very interested how the handshake lines are going to be with Carter. After that play, <laughs> I don't think uh, it's going to be that be, bad. Uh, I don't think it's going to uh, be. Uh, bad. You say that. Don't let's not pass off Sean Avery and Marty Brodeur. Mm, well, but Sean <laughs> Avery is a nut what? job. Okay. Well, we know that Sean Avery called Marty Brodeur. He go, he he's goes, going to jail. You know, I, I, he might wait, be going what? to jail. Yeah, I'm yeah. not surprised. Yeah, wait, what? what do you, look at Reeves. He wants to go now. <laughs> <laughs> not surprising. <laughs> we expect anything less. <laughs> I gotta tell you, game three, I'm putting that fourth line out there with, with the Crosby line. They probably and will. if I'm Sullivan and I'm dead serious with this, I don't think Sullivan has any possible idea what he might have done now doing that to this team. Well when you do something like that, you motivate a team beyond belief. Mm. And that's I, I think if you're Sullivan and you, you, you need to be you should be pissed off at Carter for doing that. You're waking Something up that was unnecessary. Honestly, honestly, I don't give a crap. Honestly, it does. It doesn't matter if Pittsburgh wins or the Rangers win in this series. I think the Rangers win this series. No, I, I mean you, you. You know, you know what I mean, though. Yes, it's I a got matter got of. You. I understand. It's you don't. There is the only thing you're doing when you do something like that to a team 
is you're motivating the crap out of them to beat the living crap out of you now. Well, I love that. That's that's Sorry, that's man. that's how I look at this whole situation. This, and I brought I brought really quick before I go. I brought this up to you earlier in the day mm-hmm. when I t- we talked about. You remember the Good Friday Massacre yep. game between mm-hmm. Quebec and Montreal? Mm-hmm. Now Quebec was winning that game two nothing. I remember. And this was the playoffs, and John Hamill got knocked out mm-hmm. by a Quebec player on a dirty hit on a cheap shot. Mm-hmm. And Montreal wanted to beat them. I think it was five to three, yep. and won the series. Mm-hmm. Quebec had them, and you do something like that, you can, you you just something like that you cannot do in the playoffs. You got to be cautious with it. You have to because you're just waking something up for a team to just motivate them to want to kill you. Now, forget even playing that game of hockey. Like you, if you're Sullivan, you're going to put Crosby out there to start the game, and Ryan Reeves is going to be right there. Mm. Like if you're Mike Sullivan, you're probably shitting bricks because you're thinking, "Oh my God, <laughs> I hope Reeves doesn't kill him." <laughs> you know. Anyways, Josh, thanks for calling, bud. Yeah, no problem. Tell guys. Caleb Talk I said hi, and hopefully, I, I, hopefully, I definitely will. Hopefully, I'll, I'll get a chance to meet him one way or another. <laughs> uh, yeah, well. You know, like I said, I mean, it's crazy. He was really quick. I mean, being born at three pounds, you know, I told yeah, I you the know. story I that, know. you know, my wife. But I bet you Lyle met him. I bet you Lyle met him. He has once. <laughs> I think he met him once. <laughs> Is he overrated? Like, Is he overrated? <laughs> he didn't say that, but, you know, but I, you know, my I, the quick story is my wife went to. She almost went to cardiac arrest during I it. I remember and, that, yeah. And, and, and Caleb actually stopped breathing. I don't know if Speedy heard it. He stopped breathing. Oh, yeah, you told me. Yeah. Uh, um, so they had to resuscitate him. And thankfully, he's they're both doing great now. Um, they're both good. He's growing a lot. He's actually trying to crawl now, which is scaring the crap out of me. <laughs> um, you know, I, I mean, I'm already trying to barricade the house now when this kid starts walking. Jesus yeah, Christ. Maybe I'll, eventually I'll, I'll, I'm he'll gonna, start I'm call the National Guard. He'll start to ride yeah, Millie right. or something as a, like a horse or something. Oh, okay, something. When this kid starts walking, I'm calling the National Guard. That's it. The Done. National Guard. Oh, 100 percent This kid's gonna cause a ruckus. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you should... I can just see it now. Your mom just... you, need a, you need an invisible fence like what Your like a mom absolutely <laughs> hates when I talk bad about the Mets on social media. I love it. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? I always, whenever you're posting something up with Caleb with a with a Mets outfit or something like that. Oh, you always do. You're such a pain. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What was it that I, I, I think my friend, yes. my friend Frankie. After I'm the one who's, I, I started the whole thing. Yeah, you did. And then my friend Frankie drew something and I think I, wait, what did I say? Wow. It looks like a five-year-old's drawing an ad. She looks better than the actual logo. It's crazy to think that. <laughs> I, and your mother, your mother, kids, I remember when Cohen and I went to your party in, and at her house, at your, your, your parents' house. And I walked in, I said, where are the Yankee stuff? And she says, the oh, fact my that mom. You- Dude, yeah. my don't you can, dude. I know, I know how to piss That's her off. That's a bad idea to bring the Yankees up to my mother. I know how to piss oh her off. Oh my god, you bring the Yankees up to my mother, she snaps. We are Met fans. Yeah. You yeah, shouldn't even be allowed in my house with a Yankee hat on. <laughs> I mean, I, I am so amazed you made it to my party because you did go to the wrong freaking house. I did. So you did that. I did. <laughs> I, I, yes, I did. I almost walked into the wrong backyard. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I didn't get the memo of the Mets theme. I would have brought my DeGrom jersey. <laughs> yeah, I know. And Arrow would, would have been a troll and brought some stupid Yankee thing probably. <laughs> That's probably right. <laughs> or and an Islander jersey. Said, 
Yeah. Oh, great. I would have used that as toilet paper to wipe my ass. But well, thanks thank a you. lot. I appreciate it. Well, you know. You. Yeah. You just start, start, start a bonfire with the jersey as being the uh, theme of the thing to burn. Speedy, you never heard the story. I used Lyle's all of his jerseys to wipe my ass with them. That's why they have brown stains on them. That's not beer stains. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's your all problem. Right, guys, that you have, have a good night, marks, man. Be good, guys. <laughs> good night. <laughs> you guys are nuts. Arrow, I'll call you tomorrow. I'm on my way home. Man. Speedy, right, be man. good. I'll, I'll see yep. you. I'll see you tomorrow as well. All right. Yep. Have a good one. All right, man. Don't forget to check out off the mat tomorrow at six o'clock. Lyle's back, so the whole oh, crew. Oh man. Well, two thirds of the crew is back. Jump off so. the bridge listening to that. I mean, man. Alex is. Alex is MIA right now, so you know I'm hoping he's, he's probably going he's crazy okay. right now that he can't go on the show. <laughs> I know he probably is. I mean, he's he trying to. I told you he, he's trying he to come up with all these fudge packer jokes. Yeah, I heard. yeah. I know, he can't even. Yeah, well, Errol taught him that genius. You teach him that freaking crap. He'd stick with him for the next year. That's all he does when he comes um, into our comment section. That's the first thing he does. Yeah, always. I mean, and then he acts like he knows sports. It's the funniest thing. <laughs> so does half the people. But um, yes, the bandwagon no, Tampa have, Bay we're, Lightning fan. We're we're, we're going to have a good show tomorrow. We're going to recap AEW stuff and the WWE stuff and everything like that. We'll keep it keep basically keeping it simple. Keeping it guys. simple. We'll, we'll 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 be in Vegas in the next few weeks. Unfortunately, Alex can't go anymore. But we're actually. Um, and we were going to run this anyway. I'm sure Errol would be cool with it. We were actually going to do a show mm-hmm. Sunday morning from Vegas. That'd actually, cool. Al, Al, Lyle and I, we were going to do a show and stream it from Vegas. Could we, we get like that. a? Um, we, could we get a, like one of those like masks with like an ass and put it on? Uh, put it on uh, Lyle's face. You were going to say Alex. You were going to say uh, Alex. I was. I was. <laughs> <laughs> you were going to say. Go Alex. feed your son. Um, Go feed your son. Yeah, I am. I'll talk to you guys later. later. Bye, guys. Later. <laughs> Anyways, um, that was Josh Silverberg, ladies and gentlemen. Not from Jeff. Off the Not Jeff. Uh, Jeff will be here probably soon, for all we know. I'm sure. Why don't you, why you start talking off. something about the Celtics? Why don't we get into some basketball, NBA playoffs? And Kyrie Irving, uh, after getting uh, swept by the Boston Celtics, uh, had some interesting things to say. And Speedy, uh, he posts... Quite a few different things on Twitter that I would say pissed off not just, uh, you know, the analysts and, and, and throughout the social media world, but pissed off a lot of NBA players. Yeah, so the, the thread of tweets spans from the last three days, from April 26th to 28th after mm-hmm. the Nets got eliminated. So it starts with Kyrie, Kyrie Ellison, whatever that means, mm-hmm. BRB, mm-hmm. those who can build – those who can't criticize. Mm-hmm. When I see my name or all my brother's sister's names getting spun through the media, I refer to all my research about who they are. Their mm-hmm. job is to control public perception, mm-hmm. all while profiting off discussing, discrediting, and disrespecting people's names for entertainment. Mm-hmm. I send shots at the puppet masters, not the puppets. All puppets do is run around society trying to gain popularity and state mm-hmm. opinions. What a life! My name is worth billions to these media corporations. My brothers and sisters who deal with this know exactly what I mean. Mm-hmm. When you become free mentally and spiritually, there is not much this twisted slash racist society could surprise you with. My ancestors left behind all the wisdom and truth for their agenda to be exposed. When you know exactly who they are, they can't hide from their filth. A lot of these media corporations make their money by degrading black slash African slash indigenous community heroes. They thrive off of it and then sell it back to us by having a hand-selected person or world of people spark controversy for them to see. And the last one, just watch all the people who wake up every day and report about people's lives on TV and social media and then profit off of them. Then they justify their jobs by saying they, they get paid to say how they really feel. LOL, it's like these people live in a fantasy. Kyrie Irving, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. You know, it's so funny because Stephen A. Smith, he actually 
was against what Kyrie Irving was saying. And that, that's surprising. Now, I would say this to Kyrie. If I was the Nets right now, I would be pulling Kyrie in a meeting, talking to his agent, talking to his team, and saying, Kyrie, why are you speaking on social media? You're, you're a man that likes to disappear completely, <laughs> you know, not talk to anybody. You don't, you don't like really speaking to people that are degrade you and turn, put, you, put you down in any kind of way. Now, you have said some really ridiculous things over the years, which you admitted that you have. You go on Instagram on social media uh, before the season started, knowing that you weren't going to get your COVID shot. You you admitted to some of the bad things and the wrongs that you've done in the NBA and some of the weird things that you said. And then you you try to tell everybody that you're you're against the fact that you need to take COVID COVID vaccination, but you're not going to attack anybody that has – and I respect you for everything that you did. I stuck up for you. And then you come with this again. You come back into the NBA. Uh, obviously, here in New York, you the the mayor waived the vaccinations uh, before the playoffs, so you got to a little bit before the playoffs, so you got to play home games. And and, and to me, right now. He shouldn't be talking about what the press is talking about him, the racist remarks that maybe the press has said. Now, I do believe, I do believe that not only when it comes to uh, the, the press, but even fans, there are a lot of racist people out there. We all know that. We've seen this for the last past two years. There's a lot of racism things that have happened in the world. And knowing that, why is Kyrie Irving speaking out from it? Kyrie Irving right now, is he's not a part of the NBA playoffs. He shouldn't be talking on social media. He shouldn't be taking away anything that's going on in the NBA playoffs, which is so many great things that are happening in the NBA playoffs. Why is Kyrie Irving making it about himself? Kyrie Irving has been a problem child since he stepped on the hardwoods of the NBA. He goes to the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cavaliers lost LeBron James. He goes, to, he flees to Miami. Then LeBron James goes back over there, builds a super team over there, helps Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love win a championship over there. Then he speaks out when LeBron leaves again. Uh, I'm sorry, not when LeBron leaves. When he leaves and goes to the Celtics, saying that he apologizes, that he didn't realize how important LeBron James was to the Cleveland Cavaliers in leadership because now that he was he became the leader of the Celtics, he didn't realize that there was more pressure on him to win championships over there, being that he was the guy, than when LeBron James was there and he was there causing problems with LeBron James because he realized that LeBron James was the guy and he wasn't. Kyrie Irving has been nothing but a problem child. And if I was the Brooklyn Nets right now, being that they waived that extension after the whole COVID situation, I would really think hard and deep if I want to sign Kyrie Irving. Because if you sign Kyrie Irving to that three or four year extension, you're going to have to deal with his antics. Now, is it going to change Kevin Durant. Now, Kevin Durant can opt out of his contract in the offseason. Right. He can. He has an opt-out clause this year. He's got three years left on his contract. He can opt out this year. Will he? I don't know. But if, if I was the Nets right now, I would do everything and anything on trying to trade Kyrie Irving, either to bring a piece in. Maybe you could trade him for Donovan Mitchell. I don't know if Utah is going to do it. Mm-hmm. But remember, Dwayne Wade... 
Dwayne Wade is a partial owner over there in Utah. So Kyrie Irving, he knows Kyrie Irving. He's friends with Kyrie Irving. I, I, would, I, I could see a better opportunity of bringing Kyrie Irving in there for any of the Knicks players that the Knicks are going to offer to Utah. That's fair. It also depends on what direction the Jazz are going to go into because they could probably just purge everything and just rebuild. I don't know if you necessarily want Kyrie Irving on that. We saw how bad he was. I do Cavs. not believe they think that they they need to purge everything. Now they're going to have to talk Donovan Mitchell into staying there. Right. I just don't see it happening. Donovan, I think, has already made his mind up that he doesn't mm-hmm. want to be there. Not only that, Rudy Gobert. I don't know how true this is. Quoted in saying too, you either trade me or Donovan Mitchell or Donovan Mitchell because I guess either they're not getting along or the coach isn't getting along with them, and that could be a big problem too. So it might they might lose every one of them at that rate, uh, or they might have to trade for Kyrie Irving just to save one of them, too. Who knows? They're probably going to trade Donovan, because Donovan Mitchell could get you back more than Rudy Gobert. Yes, absolutely. So, and I, and I think with, with the way the NBA works and the way you want to rebuild, you want to rebuild with future draft picks, and, and obviously maybe players right now that a team has, like the Knicks, where you have young players that can go on, can go on that Utah Jazz team and help them win now. Right. You know what I mean? Or help them build to win now. Yeah, they're so, stuck in a weird place because they have talent. It just most of it is older, and also they don't really have the luxury destination luxury that LA City would like or Miami would. Even some of these southern markets too, Phoenix and Memphis, markets like that that are bigger name cities or warm weather climates. Utah doesn't have that kind of leverage either, so they're probably gonna have to rebuild the normal way, the building up through the draft type way, and they're gonna need every bit of that. So Donovan Mitchell, yeah, likely would be that kind of. Thing that to do that because as good as Gobert is, he's been a three-time Defensive Player of the Year, very good shot blocker, stuff like that. They're not building around centers as much in today's NBA. It's more big men that could shoot, wing guys, and electric point guards. Have you ever gone to an NBA game? I have not. You've never been to an NBA? No, game? I have not. Actually, my my parents were never really big into the NBA as much. I've gone to NFL, other three sports, baseball a lot, and then some NHL, some NFL. Well, NBA fans are crazy. They're even probably more crazier than NHL fans or baseball fans. Mm-hmm. And and that. being that, being that the, the I guess you can say the rose in, in an NBA game, it's definitely different than going to a hockey game. Right. So, to me, I, I've gone to plenty of NBA playoff games, and and the fans. They're just as crazy as football fans. There are fights that you don't even see on TV, especially up in the, the boonies. They're, the crazier people are up in the boonies because they right. can't afford the, you know, the seats lower to the ground or to the, you know, obviously to the wood floor. So uh, the people with the money are usually one next to the floor. Unless, the unless you're like one of those like old school Oakland Raiders fans that they still just fight anyway. You go to a Nick game, it's all corporate. It's all corporate on the floor. That, yeah. Usually anything from 100 and you know, 150 and down are all corporate seats. So, you, you know, you have Spike Lee there. You have movie stars. You have actresses and actors and whatever, musicians that go over there. Drake, when, when Toronto's playing over there, he's always at that game. And so, or wherever Kyle Lowry is. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it, 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 to me, I, I just think the NBA fans are so much more fun to deal with, you know, when you go to a, when you go to a basketball game than they are – you know, everybody thinks the hockey fans are great, and they're, it's the NBA fans. They're really funny, especially a playoff game. Mm. They're crazy. They're crazy. And and you go to like if you go to a playoff game with the Green Bay Packers, and these guys are it's below zero, and they're wearing no shirts, yeah. and they're like practically, you know, wearing no underwear. Yeah, no the Giants pants. learned that the hard way. <laughs> you go to an NBA game, and you're inside, you're inside the stadium, and you could do the same thing. And I, I've seen it. So. NBA fans are a lot crazy, just as crazy as the NFL fans. So 
I, I, I'm not surprised. Now, as far as Kyrie Irving is concerned, Kyrie should not be speaking publicly in any kind of way right now. The NBA playoffs is going on. If you want to talk about how racist the fans are or racist the, uh, the press is, fine. Talk about it when the season is over, okay? Because you're taking away what is going on, the, the special part of the NBA playoffs. And it just, it's mind-boggling to me. And if I was Kevin Durant, I would be reaching out to Kyrie Irving and telling him to shut the F up. And again, Kevin Durant has his own Twitter burner. That doesn't so matter. There are a whole other issues. So Kevin, Durant, Kevin Durant is the superstar of that team. He sure. is, he's the player. Absolutely. He's the guy that Kyrie Irving will probably listen to and the only guy that Kyrie Irving will probably listen yeah. to. Yeah. So why isn't Kevin Durant stepping in? And Actually, if you really want to shut Kyrie Irving up, you want to throw him under the bus. You attack him on social media. Shut the F up. Stop talking. Now, obviously, Kevin Durant, he's not the emotional type of person like Kyrie Irving is. But Kyrie Irving uses his emotion and his stupidity to really get himself in trouble, not only through the social media market, but even speaking to the public eye. And he's always done that. And that's the problem with him. That's why they ran him out of Cleveland. That's why they, he ran himself out of uh, Boston. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're going to run him out of Brooklyn. Because this is a man that can't keep his mouth shut. And I love Kyrie Irving. I think he's a fantastic player. So underrated as an NBA superstar. I think he's still, uh, to me, Kyrie Irving at the top of his game is a top seven player in the NBA. Yes, top seven. I would take Kyrie Irving over a lot of players right now in the NBA with his talent. The problem is he's never taking his talent to that next level because the man doesn't shut the F up. Carl says, Josh has met sweaters knitted for his cats. Yeah, he probably does. Earthquake the wrestler would lose to Tyler. Doesn't Kyrie forget he played with a college with the name Devil attached? He can't talk about purity of his character like he was referencing here and be attached to Devil's references. What a clown. Kyrie is like that dinosaur from Jurassic Park that shoots venom at you to blind you. Oh, wait. Kyrie doesn't believe oh, in that. Right. <laughs> says, I left. I pay to hear a Kyrie podcast. The dude always has something to say. Oh, please. I, I definitely don't want to hear Kyrie Irving on a podcast. Kyrie would do a great version of Springer. Nobody will listen to it. Uh, what? Come on, Speedy, get to a Except game. Snog. Speedy needs to get to a game. Be behind the basket, counting down Giannis's free throw clock. I like Giannis, Carl. I wouldn't do that. Uh, Kyrie Stuck says Kyrie is out of his mind. I always want to hear what he has to say. And KD would attack from his burner accounts. Probably. I, I mean, KD should step in right now. He should not let Kyrie Irving open his damn mouth. Because every time I re- Kyrie Irving opens his mouth, he it, it shows there's no control right now in Brooklyn. There is no control. Mm-hmm. Sean Marks, that he put this team together with veterans, and he puts Kyrie Irving, James Harden. James Harden in the offseason last year, he's hanging out with Future and Kanye West. He was over there in Italy or something like that. And causing trouble getting clubs. arrested. Yeah. I think he got arrested with uh, smoking marijuana or something yeah, like that. I, yeah, that's right. And then he was on Mastered Strip control Clubs during players. the season. <laughs> control your players. Why is this a problem? Could I would have never thought that the Knicks are more controlling over their players than the Brooklyn Nets are. Mm-hmm. I mean, who would have thought that? James Dolan owning the team. Who would have thought that the Knicks wouldn't be in the tabloids being laughed at and being the laughing stock of the NBA? It's the Brooklyn Nets. Leave it to those personalities to drive it on. It's not like you're getting leadership from anywhere else either. Oh, the, all the veteran minimum guys providing stability. Nope. Just let them do whatever the hell they want. <laughs> Errol, you need to show James Harden how to work out. I, I, need, I need to show James Harden how to actually stand up on his two feet. I mean, the guy can't shoot in the playoffs. He's horrible. I, I mean, 
Right now, depend if, when you're watching the Philadelphia uh, Philadelphia 76ers right now, it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. This man can't hit a 17-foot jumper anymore. I mean, <laughs> how do you how do you you know career average average almost 26 27 points a game I, I think a little bit less than that 25 points a game and in the playoffs your uh, your career average is under 20 yep. I mean how is that possible so much for where even with Joel Embiid out he's still scoring less than 20 points and if he is scoring 20 points it's barely it's pretty sad. I mean, Joel Embiid's probably coming back in game number three. Yeah, I've been probably hearing, don't have a choice at this rate. I've been hearing that. I mean, Doc Rivers is speaking. Of course, he needs to speak out about this because if they have any chance to come back in this series, they need Joel Embiid. Of course, but I, I don't. I think the series is as good as over. So, it, and it, it's, it's really, it's the, they're getting out coached. I mean, I am not a big Doc Rivers fan, but he's not a big coach. But he's playing. He's right now. The Philadelphia 76ers are just getting outclassed by a, a GM that's a Hall of Famer, a coach right now who's been one of the top coaches in, in professional sports yep. in the last 12 years. And uh, just to me, they're getting embarrassed. And who would have thought that with the firepower and the money they've invested in that 76er team? Oh, nobody said the Sixers front office was smart either, but that's a whole other story. But now you have a case where Miami has depth and the Sixers don't. And the Sixers have James Harden, the worst playoff player we've probably seen of any, like, a player of his caliber in any sport. <laughs> that's how bad he's been. And now because of that, he's been downgraded to essentially a second or third option. Like, I think game one, he only took 15 shots. I mean, that's how much they don't trust them. Usually, especially in the semifinals, when a team goes up 2-0, especially uh, when you're the home team, the chances of that team coming back, like Dallas, that series is over. I feel bad for Luka because Luka's right. a sensational player. He just – he's got nothing. And I like Brunson, but Jalen Brunson – Phoenix is a great team, defensive team. And Phoenix – I mean, Dallas is – Dallas playing Phoenix is not like Dallas playing Utah. Right. Okay? Utah – Really going into the season, and they have Conlin, Conlin and, and, and all these other guys that are very good defensively. They're not very, te- they're not a very good team defensive. Uh, you know, pr- they don't have good team defensive prowess like like Phoenix does. Now, I think Utah has the better defensive one on one players. When Rudy Gobert and obviously uh, Conlin, who, who's a very good defensive player one on one, but to me. When you when you look at this Phoenix Suns series, now that you have Devin Booker back, and it's amazing how he's playing injured the way he is. Yep. Yesterday he scored thirty points. Uh, Chris Paul had twenty eight, I think. Yep. I, I mean, when you have sixty points from your two top players, most of the time, I would say about eighty percent of the time, you're going to win. Meanwhile, Dallas gets forty five out of Luka Doncic, and their next highest scorer has fourteen. I feel bad for him because. Yeah. I, this is going to be Dallas's problem for a very long time because they're not going to be able to re-sign Jalen Brunson. And then they're going to be going back to the drawing table. They just traded away Chris Tapps Porzingis. Right. Spencer Dinwiddie's a good player, but he's not a superstar player. So they're going to be looking for the guy to play with Duka Doncic. And what's going to happen? The same thing with Utah. They're, Luka's going to be tired of losing. This isn't Dirk Nowinski where sure. Dirk Nowinski, they had good players around Dirk Nowinski that was you know growing with right. Dirk. Mm-hmm. They don't have that now. It's just Luca and everybody else. Right. Dallas has a chance, though, now, because they got rid of the money they did so quickly. 
they obviously paid Luca what he had to pay him, but still, they had a chance to at least get hurt ahead of the curve where it comes to building that depth and avoiding being where... They gave him Kristaps Porzingis' supposedly good friend, and then all of a sudden they hate each other and had to trade him away to Washington. Well, that's a whole other problem. Thank you, Kristaps Porzingis, but... Well, thank you to him and his brother who tried to oh, yeah, so. buy into the Knicks in ownership over there. Well, not right. only that. You have a... Great Kristaps. You have bar fights. You have guys thank jumping God off boats, gone. speed boats when you have ACL tears or Achilles injuries. Yeah, you have all that issue. You know, so. Being accused for rape and all that other stuff. Yeah. Uh, but still, Dallas has a chance to at least realize that, oh, yeah, this is going to be a big issue. Because they'll replace – they should be able to replace Brunson's money with somebody else. The question is, will they make it work to create an identity around Luka that works for playoff success? Because they should – again, going further than they, they did and playing the way they did against Utah – Utah's the better team. They shouldn't have won that series, but Luka's just not good. So you have that kind of case. And now you present yourself a chance where you just stay young, get one more max contract, and try to develop the way they should. Now, they still have a couple draft picks left from the Knicks. But beyond that, they've gotten all that back, and the money's now good for them to make from that From the work. Knicks? You mean the Knicks have... Well, yeah, the, the, they only have the, just those couple of picks left they traded to the Knicks. But after that, they didn't really make any other drastic And moves. they're not going to be high picks because they're they're good. Right. And, and the Knicks are getting nothing for that Chris Tapp Sports Vegas trade. That was a horrible trade for the Knicks. Mm-hmm. They just needed to get rid of them. Right. Uh, you would have thought that somehow, one way or another, Dallas was going to be a bad team one year where the Knicks maybe will get lucky and get a lottery pick. They're not getting anything out of that trade. Right. So it, it sucks, but I think the Knicks are better off without Chris Tapps because Chris Tapps, look, everywhere he's gone, he's ruined those teams. Uh, he went to Dallas. Did they ever win? They couldn't get out of the first round. This is the first time Luke is playing without him out of the first round. That tells you how bad Chris Tapps is. He goes to Washington. Is it going to benefit that Washington uh, – the Washington um, – Wizards. Wizards. I was calling the Bullets. I was about to say it. But the Washington Wizards, is it going to benefit them that he's over there playing with Bradley Beal? Bradley Beal will be gone next year. So and he'll be the number one guy. <laughs> I mean, he was the number guy, number one guy with the Knicks. He would have been better off staying with the Knicks and shutting his damn mouth. Not only that, he's also he weird. is not Carmelo Anthony. He needs to no, get it out of his head. Carmelo Anthony, no, he's, he's a very different type head. of player than Carmelo Anthony. You know, he for thinks one. he's he's somewhere in that same realm as Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony is one of the greatest offensive players of our era. Okay, he will never be considered that. Yeah, not only that, you have a body type that is very weird, where you have a guy that's lean and seven feet tall, but not as fast as he should be. He's injury prone. He's not great defensively. And his skills really haven't translated to what he was for his rookie year. So, yeah, have fun. uh, Have fun trying to rebuild yourself somewhere else to dealing with all those circumstances. As far as the Golden State Warriors series, and I, I think this series is going seven games. I do. Because I think the best guard in this series, and you could say whatever you want, you can make fun of what I'm going to say right now, John Morant is the best guard in this series. It's not even an argument. Jordan Poole, to me, is the best guard on that team right now. Yeah, he's played uh, the best all playoffs. Uh, Steph Curry, yeah, Steph Curry's a fantastic player. He's fun to watch. He's a great three-point shooter. That's great. He's starting to, to lose, you know, that superstar type of quality that he had over the last couple of years. That doesn't mean he's not he's still not a superstar. Right. What it tells me right now is it's becoming Jordan Poole's team. That's what it's becoming. Now, does that mean that they're going to trade Steph Curry in the future? No. I I do believe that that's going to happen. I, I absolutely. If they can't win with this team right now, why would they keep Steph Curry? I would say just because he's the 
pure point guard slash ball handler type. You're going to have to pay Jordan Poole one way or another. You're going to have to pay Jordan Poole. I think Clay Thompson keep... it might be the one more likely to go because Jordan Poole's game is more like him, except for the defense hasn't been there yet. But I think that'll grow in his career too. And Jordan Poole, probably ahead of the curve when it comes to the offense. You'll get more for Steph Curry than you will for Clay Thompson, and that's why I think they'll trade Steph. And, and Steph, I can see him playing for, with LeBron because it would fit, it would fit like a glove. I mean, LeBron has always wanted to, to play with Steph. Yes, Steph has, always yeah. wanted to play with LeBron. I would definitely see that happening one way or another in the future. I, I'm not saying it's going to happen anytime soon, but it could. Remember, Steph Curry's 31, 32 years old now. He'll probably be 33, 34 next year. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know his age. I'm just... You know, I'm trying to estimate now, how old he is. Yeah, now his role is definitely going to be less because of Poole's emergence in these next couple of years. And it already has shown in this postseason. I just think it's hard to find that type of player available to you unless they somehow trade for Kyrie Irving or something like that. But that type of player available where there's a lot of types of shooters where I think you could find more players like Clay Thompson. Yes, the value is not going to be as much, but I don't know if Golden State needs a heck of a lot. They just need a more size, but they're also going to get that when James Wiseman comes back too. Uh, Carl says, uh, Carl says, I was loving off pure talent. He's living off pure talent. Now he needs to work and push him over the top. and isn't, uh, not right. Not right. Uh, tell him to hold on. We'll put him through in a little while. Mm-hmm. I was, no, I'm just reading the comments. Uh, Snug says, I always wondered about the, the Wizards. Why don't you be in our country's capital? And Steph Curry's MVP. <laughs> Steph, what do you mean, Steph Curry's MVP? Snug says Steph Curry's MVP. He's not winning the MVP this year. <laughs> no, Snug, he's not. He wasn't even in the top five. No. <laughs> top ten he wasn't even in. Steph Curry has had one of his worst years in the last three years. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how you could think that. No. Yeah. To me, the best player... The best player on that team in the last past, I would say the last two, three months, has been Jordan Poole. And he's going to get a lot of money. The question is, uh, the question is, with this whole, and by the way, with the whole Draymond Green thing, mm-hmm. uh, sticking his middle finger up at the Grizzly fans, Draymond Green should be fined and suspended for the stupidity that he does on the basketball court. Okay? The fact is, all right, and I, I'll say this, and I, I understand the fans are deliberate and they do stupid things and they're cursing at them. You have to be a professional. You're making millions and millions of dollars, and you have always been a problem in the NBA playoffs. Always uh, doing illegal things, stepping on people, stepping in, uh, you know, stepping in places you shouldn't be stepping, kicking people in places you shouldn't be kicking people. You know, you arguing with your teammates. I mean, how many times do we see, on, you know, on and off the court with when Kevin Durant was there, they were fighting. I mean, Draymond Green, he's a fantastic player. He really is. But the things that he does. He needs to do without. I mean, it, it, it affects the way the game flows. And, and really, to me, it ruins the, 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 the beauty of the game. It really does. Now, if you're going to do that, the NBA needs to bring back more contact in the game of basketball. Okay? Because to me, in, in, you know, in the 90s, if somebody sticks the middle finger up at you, usually there's a fight or there's a, you know, it's more fun to watch. The NBA has become... A boring sport, okay? And that because you you wouldn't see, like, Dennis Rodman stick up his middle finger or Bill and Baird stick up his middle finger. You'd go up for a layup and they'd drive you into the next level of the seats. That's what would happen. Or Charles Barkley would do the same thing when he did it with Shaquille O'Neal, okay? That's 
where basketball was fun to watch. It's not like that anymore. Now you have stupid people like Draymond Green that talks on social media, does the stupid things, shows his penis on social media, oh God, yeah. and, and stupid things that he does, and gets away with it because he's a Golden State Warrior. Yeah. What is Josh saying here? Uh, Josh is on the phone. He was just waiting to come on. I don't know if you want to put him through now or you want to do it later. Put him through. All right. Josh, you're on. Really quick. This is going to be like two minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Did you see the Met game? No. We... I saw they were down 4 nothing. Bits and pieces little, of it. Did they win? They were down 7-1 to in the ninth inning, and they won 8-7. Wow. Well, there you go. You should be happy. You should be excited. Maybe that's why your brother was trying to call you. <laughs> that's essentially what... My dad was calling. He's texting me. He goes, "Stop watching the Rangers. You should be watching this game." <laughs> well, I mean, it's I mean, a, that's I mean, good night for you. I mean, it's... you're. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. Girardi should be fired after this, man. Girardi is going. Let, you can't let that happen. It's so funny. I mean, this Philly team is Tyler so done here. now. I wish Tyler was here because I remember. <laughs> of course you do. I remember when. The Yankees fired Joe Girardi, or he, they, they parted ways, but they really did fire him. And they hired Aaron Boone, and he told me this was a terrible signing, blah, 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 blah. Since Joe Girardi has left, what has he done? What has he done? I mean, he, he's, he's supposed to be the king of bullpens and fixing bullpens. Well, what the Phillies' bullpen is unfixable. They're one of the I worst mean, bullpens in baseball. I mean, they were down 7-3 to three with two outs in the ninth, and they won it. I mean, you can't, you, and that's the second time this year they've done that. <laughs> they did it against the Cardinals, and now this. Yep. I mean, you, you just can, you can't. My dad's, my dad's like, good job missing the biggest Met comeback ever. Yeah. <laughs> you want the five-two hockey blowout? Your father, your father <laughs> is like obsessed with the New York Mets. He's obsessed. I, oh no! Actually, surprisingly, he was not a big fan of this team going into the offseason. Oh, he, was he always says that. Your father always says that. He, no, I, since I gotta tell you, since Cohen took over. He's like just not. He doesn't like anything that happens. Actually, it kind of sucks because Corey Knebel's on my fantasy team. Well, that sucks. But you know, mm. I mean, what are you gonna do? I mean, just like <laughs> is that the Giovanni wrong move Ga- to bring it your closer? <laughs> Unless he's on like I three mean, days in a I row. Mean, or Giovanni, Giovanni Gallegos is on my fantasy team too, so I guess both my closers blew. Now yeah, Josh he's on Hader's one of mine as well. <laughs> yeah, I know. Josh Hader's gonna be the next one to do it, so it's you know. Mm. I just wanted to bring it up to you guys. I know you guys are doing your basketball thing, so I'll leave you alone. But we I just will talk that baseball that so, a little bit later in the no, show. No, I just wanted to call you because that's just. I mean, you're down seven to one in the ninth on the road, and you win eight seven. I mean, that's that's ins- I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's crazy. Predators just scored against uh, the Colorado Avalanche. It's one one, by the way. So. Yeah, I mean, that's just that's just a. I mean, that's. I mean, that's just crazy. This usually something like this happens to the Mets. I know it doesn't. Yeah. But, <laughs> who cares? It's early. I, I, I don't know. know that. I don't know if you've heard me say this, Josh. The Phillies just might have the most unmanageable bullpen of all time. Gabe Kapler goes from goes from the Phillies to the Giants. Wins Manager of the Year. Wins 112 games last year, whatever it was, with a team that was supposed to go nowhere. And then Joe Girardi, I missed, who, I, who I missed everything in this game. By the way, everything. by the way, the hottest team in baseball in the last ten games now, besides the Yankees, is Tampa. Tampa wins again tonight. I honestly thought you were going to go right to your Yankee spiel. No. I we're not talking baseball. We're, right we're, we're comeback, but we're not talking I, I'll let you guys baseball. go. I'll let you guys go, but I just wanted to bring it up. I just Thank thought, you. Not even because it's the Mets, but that was just that's. I mean, that's insane. <laughs> all I'm going to call it is just classic Phillies bullpen in a nutshell. Yeah, I mean, whether you want to go play it on Girardi or not, that is so inexcusable to let that happen. I would love. I mean, that's crazy. I would love to get Draymond Green and Kyrie Irving on this show together. 
They're both going to say they're martyrs, even though you have to be dead to be a martyr. Could you imagine so that, that's okay. both these guys on a show? <clears throat> Could you imagine that? So now, I mean, so Josh, if Draymond Green, he's a martyr. If, if Kyrie Irving and Draymond Green are are martyrs, are the is the Earth flat in that universe? Probably. Oh, in their universe, probably because they're not even in. I mean, forget their universe; they're in a whole other zone. They're ball sacks on I mean, the foreheads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Draymond Green might kick it. Better watch out. Oh, uh, watch out, though. You don't want him to stick the finger at you. He might give you two. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, you know he, he, go do. I didn't want to interrupt you guys. I'm sorry. sorry. I just right. wanted to just bring it. I wanted to bring it up to you guys. I just thought, not even because it's the mess. Like I said, because that's just. I mean, that's just crazy to have that happen. Well, I mean, that's just good for wild. The Mets. Good for the Mets. I mean, the the Mets, Mets I mean not, not even the Mets. I mean, the, the, I know it's me, but the Phillies, a loss like this, you, I mean, how do you come back? It's the Phillies' bullpen. They probably won't. No, they won't. That's and that's not... why – and, and, I, and I, I can't wait. I would love to get Tyler's <clears throat> reaction to it because he thinks that – Because their lineup is underperformed too. Their lineup yes. is horrible. Because he, he really believes that if Joe Girardi was running the Yankees right now, they'd be just as good as they are right now, which I don't believe. No. The Phillies just, has, just have a, just a robotic manager because nobody's going to actually be able to manage that team. When are, when, when are the Yankee fans really going to give Aaron Boone some credit for what he's doing as the manager of this team? No, nah, they never will. They you know never that. will. They never will. They never no, will. They never will. They're just, they're just, they're he's go horrible. Your, yeah, go ahead. Go do your best. Right, I'll listen to the All rest right. of the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks, bro. We'll we'll get into obviously we'll get into some baseball a little bit later in the show. We are waiting for our uh, our, our our guest tonight, uh, Dynasty Nerds writer and podcaster Garrett Price. I remember when he was on our show the last time. Very nice guy, very funny too. Yes, he was. Uh, so he'll be joining us a little bit later whenever he decides to come in. But uh, uh, really, to finish up what, what's going on in the NBA, the fact is, I would love to get Draymond Green. And Kyrie Irving on this show because I would love to hear their bickering and bull crap that they're going to talk about because they're they're two idiots and 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 really honestly it's like Larry they're they're the three they're the two they're the two Sturges they're the two Stooges you know what we'll add uh, James Harden Matt Barnes Matt Barnes Matt Barnes is the other Stooge I mean why is ESPN and I'm not throwing ESPN under the bus I'm not why the heck is ESPN having Matt Barnes is an analyst and talking about Draymond Green and the illegal stuff that he did on a court, the, 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 the flagrant foul that he had in the game number yeah, one. Flagrant, so, yeah. why, why, why is Matt Matt Barnes is a flagrant foul waiting to happen when he's not on the basketball court. Why is he talking about the flagrant call of Draymond Green? Like he's some kind of like expert. I mean, seriously. Yeah, he's an expert, all right. I mean, I mean, despite the fact that Derek Fisher was sleeping with his wife. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> and just, it was, just because we create negativity to Matt Barnes doesn't mean we can't do the same to Derek Fisher. <laughs> Derek Fisher was sleeping around with everybody's girlfriend or wife. Exactly. I mean, uh, Tim Hardaway's girlfriend. I mean, Derek Fisher needs to keep his little uh, monster in his pants. I mean, seriously. I mean, he's still getting paid by the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, so is Phil Jackson, unfortunately. I think everybody's getting paid by the Knicks. <laughs> might, as well, might as well have the Knicks take on the rest of Bobby Bonilla's salary. <laughs> uh, please. But uh, to finish up, I mean, you look at the NBA playoffs, and I, I, again, I think the Miami series is over. I, I don't, I, even if Joel Embiid comes back and they win one game, I don't think that series goes past five. Mm. I, I don't. I mean, James Harden has been horrible. Uh, even Maxi has not played well in this series either. He hasn't shot the ball very well. And what's going on with Tobias Harris, who's making a – he got that big contract. And by the way, Tobias, 
I can't stand that kid. Every time, I'll tell you again, I've met him three, two or three times. The guy's a nasty kid. And I don't care what anybody says. I know Jake Asman actually interviewed him a couple of years ago, and he was, like, uh, ecstatic that he interviewed Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris is, is one of the most overrated six or seven guy, uh, you know, off the bench in the NBA. How do you pay? He, right now, he's the sixth man. He's not even a starter on that team right now. He's the sixth man, and he is making $160 million yeah. as a sixth man. Honestly. I mean, Tyler Hero's making what? Three, four million dollars a year? Mm-hmm. And is and he's the sixth man of the year. And this guy, Tobias Harris, that couldn't shoot a lick. What is he averaging right now as an NBA player? Honestly. This season he was he was like sixteen a game and it was dreadful. At the postseason he had a couple good games in that first uh, Toronto series, but the rest of the time, yeah, absolutely nothing when it comes to that. Regular season, 7.2. Which is surprising because he looks like he disappears in games. So that 17 points is really disappearing. I I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure it's inflated by a couple, like, big games, but that's really it. I I mean, he's from Islip, New York. I I mean, he's the – he disgraces Long Islanders, okay? I I, I mean, I don't like him. I don't think he's a very nice guy. That'll fuel a rivalry for sure. This series, this series, he's played better. Twenty four in the in two games, but last series seventeen point eight in the playoffs. I think the Phoenix Sun series is over. I think the the series to watch in in the semifinals is the Golden State Warriors series. Yep. I, I think it's going to be a fun series. I think John Morant will make it fun. I uh, I love what John Morant really brings to the table: the speed, the the ability that he has, the uh, the compassion that he has on the court. Those are the type of guys you follow and you watch. And, uh, and, and to me. He really believes he's the best player in that series. And I, I do believe he is. Yes. There's no other player that scored almost half your other team's points. He had 47 points in game two. The, the, the rest of the team combined at 49. I mean, when do we ever see a player do that? Not, not very often. Probably LeBron was the last one to do that, I would imagine. I think when you look at the new state of the point guards in the NBA, and I still think Chris Paul is the best point guard in the NBA, just sure. for what he does offensively and defensively and how he changes different teams that he plays for. And how clutch he's been all playoffs. I, I think Ja Morant is really slowly but surely moving up as my top two point guard. He's a better version of Russell Westbrook when Russell 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 Westbrook was at the top of his game. Yeah, he definitely emerged faster too when it comes to his rookie year. He won Rookie of the Year, uh, then made the playoffs. That they were granted a play-in team, but they made the playoffs the next year after that, and really has grown to get other guys involved too. John Morant in certain games in the first series against Minnesota wasn't scoring a prolific amount in the first half, but was getting other guys involved too. Something we've seen Russell Westbrook sometimes not do in certain points in his career, depending on where he goes even too so you could tell he's even willing to play selfless if he has to too and the Grizzlies have a load of depth so they should make that kind of thing work they have more depth than the Warriors do and they're taking advantage of it read what everybody's saying right now uh we got Snug Snug says the amazing Mets too Mm -hmm. I do like the powder blue unis Uh, Matt Barnes is the man. Every flower needs water. Yeah. It's not only how good you are, but how well you're represented. <laughs> yeah, okay. Was he talking about Matt Barnes? I have no idea. Very well re- represented. <laughs> First of all, his podcast has been very successful. It, it really has. You have to give him a lot of credit. The guy knows how to promote himself. Fantastic. Great. He doesn't know anything about sports except basketball. And honestly, he was a horrible basketball player. Okay, that's what he was. I mean, and the only thing I remember Matt Barnes doing when he was on the basketball court is start trouble like Draymond Green does and on and off the court and being the 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 guy that Derek Fisher 
cheated cheated with your wife. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing I remember. What is Jeff saying over here? Only Errol could turn a Mets call, uh, a call about the Mets and or something about the Yankees. I didn't talk about the Yankees. No, you only talked about yeah, Aaron Boone and Joe Girardi. That was really Joe it. Girardi because he brought up Philadelphia and I and why why every Yankee fan can't stand Aaron Boone and say that I, Joe Girardi. I'm just convinced Yankee fans are never going to be happy with who their manager is because there were a lot of Yankee fans slamming Girardi too. Tyler yeah, but, liked him, but no, but they liked uh, most Yankee fans like Joe Girardi. I, I I knew plenty though more than more than I would say the percentages go from like teams to other fan bases that did not like him either though too. Yes, more people I would say hate Boone more than Girardi. They can't stand Boone. I know. I, but still. I, I, I mean, th- even an analyst in the press can't stand Boone. Why? Because he doesn't speak like Joe Girardi? Because he, uh, he's he got this problem where he he, he lit, has a lisp or whatever he does. He can't talk straight. I mean, sometimes I don't understand what Aaron Boone is saying because it's like I, I forget what he has, but he, he, he just – I forget yeah, what he has. some kind of speech impediment. Speech or impediment like or something like okay. that. But I, I don't know what it is. But the fact is is that – Nobody gives Aaron Boone any credit. He, he, he's been there for four years. They've had a winning record. And this year they have the best record in baseball. But it's not Aaron Boone. And meanwhile, everybody thought that the Yankees were gonna, they weren't going to be as good as, you know, as their roster would show. A lot year. of people I'm out of the playoffs. I remember that start of the year. And now, right now they have the best record in baseball, and they were the hottest team in baseball before they lost that game last night against the Blue Jays. Jeff says trivia who leads the NBA playoffs and scoring and assists. Let me guess, Tatum. it's Jason Tatum. It's Tatum. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you would bring it up otherwise, Jeff. It's Jason Tatum. And and honestly, I, as good as the Celtics looked in game number two, could they do that in you know in a, in a seven-game series against this Milwaukee team? Remember, Milwaukee is the champion. So they're not going to just give it to them easy. Right. And I don't expect – this series to just be a flat out, you know, dominating a series like we saw in game number two. No, I don't think so either. I initially predicted Celtics in six, and I said if Middleton came back, which he's not going to now, Milwaukee would, would win in seven. But yeah, it's going to be, especially with the defenses too, and there's no pressure on that. Yes, Jeff, Jason Tatum, Celtics parade is back on. And the Celtics have all the pressure right now because Milwaukee, they won, so they, they don't really have that as much. They got nothing to lose. Yes, yeah, yeah. No, Mil- Milwaukee has the pressure. Milwaukee has the pressure. They're they the champion. Okay. Absolutely. They're the champion. Everybody expected before the playoffs even started that Milwaukee could repeat this year and get into the Eastern, get to the Eastern Conference Finals because uh, they're matched up very well in their, you know, in their bracket. Yeah. Uh, um, if they were playing Miami in the second round, it would be different. Right. But a lot of people thought it was going to be Milwaukee and Miami. So I think the pressure is on Milwaukee, not on the Celtics. The Celtics are the younger team. The Celtics are the team that really, you know, in the second half, really dominate. And that's why they are where they are. And I, I don't think with a rookie coach, anybody thought that the Celtics were going to have the season that they had this year. No, I didn't. I, I think I had them as a six seed or something like that. So there's no pressure season, on yeah. the Celtics. I think the pressure is on Milwaukee. They have the veteran coach. They're the teams that are the cha- they're the team that's the champion. So I think the pressure's on them, Speedy. They're still going to play loose, though. They're not going to play like another team that's going to play with, with intensity, though. That's why I, it's not going to be some kind of cakewalk for the Celtics. Either. Nobody, none of these series should be cakewalks. None of them. But I think <laughs> Miami, Miami will be. <laughs> yeah, well, because that's because James Harden couldn't hit a lick. I mean, he, what is he average? Sixteen points in the series. The guy's making. He wants that big contract in the offseason. And if I was Philadelphia in the offseason, I would do anything in my power to trade him. I would do. You cannot extend him. You cannot extend a guy that can't score in the playoffs. Let's be honest. Third option. I, I mean, trade him. Try to get something back for him. Maybe trade him. 
Maybe Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Don, there are t- there are players that are going to be. Maybe um, uh, who who's going to be available? What star could be available? Damian Lillard, do you think? Damian Lillard, you think could be available? Maybe this yeah, right. I have They no traded CJ McCollum. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know. Portland is all the shambles right now. I trade him for Kevin Love. Kevin Love, all right. I trade him for Kevin Love. Kevin Love's a better playoff player. Yeah, I don't know if Cavaliers will trade him for for James. No, they've been trying to move him, but the thing is, I don't. Yeah, the Cavaliers might not for the sole purpose of James Harden might be the guy that's going to hold the ball too much and like shoot uh, too impulsively a lot of the time. That team is young. I think they would want more of a pure point guard type. Trade him to the Charlotte Hornets. I mean, maybe. Yeah, that would be good with him and Lamelo Ball. Uh I mean, he can help Lamelo Ball grow as a player. I mean, that could be something. I. I don't know what they're going to trade. P- picks, players. I mean, yeah, they they have some young. You're not going to get much trade. for. You're not going to get as much as they should. No, yeah. and the fact that what the Nets gave up for for, for from the Rockets and the what the oh, Rockets yeah. got oh, yeah. for James Harden. James Harden did absolutely nothing for the Nets, <laughs> and then they trade him the way they did, and they really they got Ben Simmons. Oh yeah, who allegedly now has another surgery. <laughs> oh yeah, where uh, maybe you should have taken that before. I mean, <laughs> honestly, both players are just—they're they're both terrible. Oh, it's laughable. The whole trade is laughable right now for for both sides. Uh, what is he saying over here? Jeff yeah. says, "You know who isn't doing anything in the playoffs? Every single Knicks player. That's great. MVP of the playoffs the and Defensive Player of the Year. I'm not talking about the Knicks. <laughs> yes, look, Ben Simmons might be available, but he just might not play for you. Why? Why are the Knicks getting brought up? The Knicks are not even in the playoffs. We're not even talking about the Knicks." We're talking about James Harden, where he can go in the offseason. If I was Philadelphia, I'm not extending him. Why would you extend a player that uh, you can't even get out of the second round with? And by the way, he wasn't even the reason why you got out of the first round. It was Maxi, your rookie player, your second-year player. Yep. And a bench and Embiid. You were like the probably the fifth reason for it. And not even the, fact the fifth that, reason. Yeah. And the fact that Toronto's still young and not a great offensive team. So yeah, I would say James Harden, yeah, good luck. I trade I trade James Harden to Toronto for Siakam. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, again, I don't know if Toronto would I don't do know that. if Toronto would do that. I think the kind of identity they're trying to build be a there. Nice fit over there in Philadelphia. I think the try yeah, the, the yeah, it would be great fit in Philadelphia. The kind of identity Toronto is trying to build though. They're more of a defensive team. Nick Nurse is a defensive coach and their team defense already has been pretty good. They just need they need that veteran type, I would say either facilitator or just some type of scorer that isn't going to hog the ball like James Harden. Yeah, I, I just think James Harden's a waste and 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 being that he's go, he's in his 30s now, he's in his 30, 31, are you willing to extend him, give him that four-year ex- extension where he's going to be making 30 to $35 million a year, which he's that's what he wants to get paid? Right. If I was Philadelphia right now, you can win without him. You've pr- proven to win without him. I would trade him and try to bring in a piece that fits that offense, fits that defense. He just doesn't fit there. I don't care if he wants to be there. He's not a guy that I would overpay for. And so, you wonder, you wonder if it's another guy too that maybe is not like Kyrie Irving. Maybe is not worth that kind of drama either that he could bring. Because you talked about it, all the incidents he had in the off season too, even with the Nets too when he first got there, getting going unmasked to strip clubs and all the stuff he was doing. Like he, he's a very distracted player. He's a very outspoken player too, and he's just terrible in the playoffs. I don't know why any contending team is going to necessarily want that. I mean, this you might as well put him as a sixth man if he's going to play this bad in the playoffs at this rate. Why don't we go to a quick break? When we come back, uh, we'll get into some football conversation there. There's a couple of big stories that, uh, you know, obviously before the show started, uh, this is a big story. The Titans nearly traded for Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. And if they did trade for Aaron Rodgers, obviously everybody knows that Aaron Rodgers bought a house in Tennessee. And that Tennessee actually was Aaron Rodgers' top three 
teams that he would have been traded to and wanted to be traded to uh, if if there was an opportunity to trade him. And uh, something interesting about this article that if Aaron Rodgers was traded to Tennessee, that A.J. Brown would have gotten the, the $100 million contract that he uh, that the Tennessee Titans did not want to give him, and that's why he was traded at the trade deadline. When we come back, we'll get into the Aaron Rodgers situation and the Giants likely to cut James Bradbury. So we'll get into that. We'll talk a little bit more about the draft when we come back here on the Sports Lamas. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is the Sports Loudmouths. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, this is the Sports Loudmouths. I'm your host, Daryl Marks. My co-host, Speedy Petey. You can call us at 631-672-3108. You can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app by going to iOS, WWSRN, or Android Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I wanted to get into fo- some football conversations, but I don't know. I don't know who goes on Netflix. I'm a Netflix fan, and throughout the day when I'm, you know, hanging out at work or something like that, I'm always checking out these documentaries that Netflix has, and I love these serial killing documentaries. Who, who's checked the John Wayne Gacy documentary? Has anybody? Does anybody know who John Wayne Gacy is? Well, I, I've. You know, once I get into these documentaries, I actually – and by the way, I watch a lot of these crazy shows because I'm actually looking at my phone right now, and I'm, I'm trying to pull up. I, by the way, I have a lot of different apps on my phone, <laughs> I have a ton of apps. But I watch a lot of these like uh, these like uh, like hookup shows like uh, Can't Handle This or something. Or, or uh, I also want to check out the show Bullshit. Uh, there's a show called Bullshit. On a thing, so I want to check. It's a game show. I've always wanted to check that out. But uh, <laughs> Jeff says John Wayne Gacy was a Jets fan. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He was a Chicago Bears fan, by the way. Oh, Carl. But I, I watch all these different documentaries. The Son of Sam. And guys, if you if you if you don't have Netflix, uh, you know if you if you like documentaries, you're interested in like uh, sci-fi or. Uh, you know, serial killing type of, you know, app, you know, uh, an app where you can watch these documentaries. Definitely have the opportunity. It went up a little bit. I think it went up $2 or something like that uh, going into the new year. But they have a ton of documentaries, great documentaries. And and obviously some movies that you've already seen before, even some. I actually watched the new Rambo movie. I never got a chance to watch the new Rambo movie. The last one, I think it's uh, Rambo, Last Blood or something like that. Actually a pretty good movie. So, but um, I'm also, I'm watching something right now, if I'm not mistaken. What is it called? Uh, the Confession of a Killer. I, I think it's, um, I forget what serial killer this is, but uh, Lucas, uh, something like, uh, something Lucas. But uh, I, I've been watching a lot of different things on, obviously, um, on Netflix. And if, um, also, I've, I watched this one. If you if guys like these, these, game, these shows with, uh, like, trying to hook up with a girl, Are You the One? Check out that one. That's a pretty good one, too. But um, if, if you don't have Netflix, go check out the documentaries that they have. They're fun. They're definitely great. I, I wouldn't say the serial killing movies. I mean, the documentaries are fun, but it's interesting. I mean, John Wayne Gacy, Ted Bundy, if you're into that stuff, uh, they're great. Great documentaries, great uh, video and uh, audio tapes that they have from these guys when they interviewed them. Very interesting. I mean, John Wayne Gacy had like 30 
30 boys under his house. I mean, could you imagine, you know, this guy was killing, you know, killing boys from 1976 all the way to the 80s, like 85, 84, before he got caught. And I mean, and he wouldn't have gotten caught. <laughs> he wouldn't have gotten caught if he didn't take um, the kid, one of the kids that was working at the uh, the deli or something like that. He was working the corner store. If he didn't take his fo- um, his photos that was in his pocket and and cut out the 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 paper of the photos and stick it in his garbage. If that didn't happen, he would have never gotten caught. It, it's crazy. So I, I mean, John Wayne Gacy could be still killing, or who knows what he'd be doing. No. And by the way, uh, Jeff says Aaron Hernandez went on killing spree because Belichick wouldn't trade him to the Jets. No. <laughs> by the way, uh, Aaron, the Aaron Hernandez documentary is on there too. If you if you haven't checked the Aaron Hernandez documentary, it was on. Uh, I think it was, it was CBS did some, did the uh, documentary, or you know, obviously was involved with it. But if you haven't checked out the Aaron Hernandez documentary, it's pretty damn good too. So um, if you're interested in checking that out, so anyways. Um, I want to get into this football thing. And Aaron Rodgers, throughout the offseason, a lot of people thought was going to be traded. Maybe because he just didn't want to be a Green Bay Packer anymore. Some people thought that he was he wanted to go to San Francisco to end his career. Some people thought he wanted to be the host of Jeopardy. Uh, he was on his way of getting married. Now all of a sudden he's now... Uh, he's no longer engaged. Uh, they're no longer together anymore. I'm not surprised. I mean, some of the stories that I was reading. But there was stories coming out from Aaron Rodgers' camp that there were three teams that he was very interested in, uh, in being traded to if he didn't sign that long-term deal with the Green Bay Packers, which pays him $50 million a year, which he's the highest-paid quarterback in NFL history. Highest-paid athlete in sports history, by the way. $50 million a year. Yes, Jeff. He is, uh, he's, what's the word? Um, greedy. Sure. And that's why he thinks, Jeff thinks that Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are going to suck this year. Quite, quite possibly could happen. It could. I, I do believe, I do believe that the, the Green Bay Packers are going to bring in a free agent, either Julio Jones, uh, Odell Beckham. Now, Odell Beckham will not be back until the second half of the season. Might might not be back till the, the last seven games of the season, which you're going to miss a lot. And are they going to be able to survive without an Odell Beckham if you sign him to that extension or give him a, an extra two- or three-year contract? I mean, Julio Jones, he's a little washed up, but I, I would bring Julio in. I'd take a Still worth a chance over what they have. Uh, well, that, and you have Aaron Rodgers throwing you the ball. I yeah. mean, he's never had a quarterback that good throwing him the ball. As good as Matt Ryan is, he's not Aaron Rodgers. Right. Yeah. Who else is available? Jarvis Landry is another one. Jarvis and Landry was maybe, they, maybe they pair him and Odell together again. I mean, it's worth a shot. No, I don't think they're going to pair him. They're going to get one or the other. I don't think they have the money to bring both of them in. Well, who knows? They might take the pay cuts to play with each other. At How are they going to bring both of them in? Answer that question. Both of them take pay cuts, I guess, to play with each both other. Both of them are not going to take pay cuts. Jarvis Landry is looking for his final contract, and so would Odell Beckham. They, both of them are almost 30 years old. How many years do you think they have left? Probably two, three, I would imagine. Odell, definitely around two more just with the injuries he's had. Jarvis Landry, it's more of they there's a lot more types like him in the NFL now. He was always thought of as like that dynamic slot receiver, bigger slot receiver. Now you're seeing a lot more of them now. So his age and I guess the Browns, the way they used him, misused him in certain ways, diminished his value a little bit too. I mean... I mean, the story is coming out that he wanted to be – he was interested in Tennessee. Obviously, he bought a house in Tennessee. 
uh, the Denver Broncos was another team. And after Aaron Rodgers signed that uh, extension with the Green Bay Packers, within, what, hours after that happened, Russell Wilson was traded to the Broncos. Yep. Not surprising. And the other team that I heard that he was interested in possibly playing for was Seattle. Wow. And um, Seattle, obviously, with the the problems with Russell Wilson, he wanted to move out to the West Coast. That's where his house is. He lives on the water over there. Now, Seattle's way up West Coast. Yes. But um, he decided to stay with the Green Bay Packers, obviously, because of the money. Now, this story is interesting because the Tennessee Titans, if they had Aaron Rodgers over there, would they have traded A.J. Brown? Right. That's the question. Now, A.J. Brown was traded at the, at the draft uh, with the Eagles. He was traded to the Eagles. He, he got his extension as soon as he was traded. Four years, $100 million. He's making $25 million a year. I think he's getting a $50 million guaranteed or something like that. 57, yeah. I mean, it's interesting when you look at Aaron Rodgers and who he is as a player. He makes everybody around him better. Now, when you look at the Green Bay Packers going into the season this year, and there's a lot of weaknesses of the Green Bay Packers, a lot. I mean, defensively, yeah, they added Walker and uh, they added uh, Wyatt. Wyatt, and that's great. And a lot of people didn't think Walker was a first-round draft pick. Oh, you said Lance was slamming him. I remember that on our panel. I mean, a lot of people didn't think that he should have been a first-round draft pick. He wasn't even a, he wasn't even a top-five player of that defense. But really... When you think of Aaron Rodgers and you think of this this story that's coming out, would Tennessee be the favorite to come out of the AFC even if Aaron Rodgers went to Tennessee? I mean, if you look at the AFC now, where the Broncos are, the Broncos got Russell Wilson. So the Broncos have Russell Wilson, and they added some pieces to the offseason. You, you talk about the Chargers. Khalil Mack goes there. J.C. Jackson goes there. You talk about Kansas City with, the obviously, the draft that they had. They had a really good draft. Really good. And the players that they have, they did lose Tyreek Hill. And then, obviously, the Las Vegas Raiders, who had a fantastic offseason, new coach, new everything. And the, all the other teams, the Baltimore Ravens, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the, the Cleveland Browns, the Buffalo Bills. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers went to Tennessee, are they the favorites? Is he the favorite to come out of the AFC as strong as the AFC was? And the answer probably is no. Yeah, because you also have to realize the Titans are very cash-strapped too, kind of like the Packers. So they would have had to probably cut some other players to make the A.J. Brown contract And what work. would they have traded to do that. Yeah, you yeah, you might have been even thinking about trading some other players on the roster to even make the money work or it, it made it tough because the Packers were also struggling with the money too. Now granted if they trade Aaron Rodgers, they have all the money in the world, but the, you're talking about a case where Tennessee would have had to trade some defensive pieces probably, Tennessee would have maybe offensive linemen and that would have made it harder for Green Bay too. The Titans probably would have just turned into that yeah, you'll win the division type team, but can you handle stiff competition in the AFC West and the AFC South, which is kind of the team they've been, except for the one playoff one where they went to the AFC Championship game. You're dealing with a case where they would have had to make that roster probably a little better than the Packers, but still not by much where you're factoring in the AFC competition as well. By the way, uh, Jeff has arrived. What's up, Jeff? How are you? I'm good, man. What's going on? Dude, you guys fall for every rumor ever. There is zero chance that Aaron Rodgers was getting traded to the Packers. You guys are convenient. Packers, Tennessee. you mean Tennessee. You mean Tennessee. Or Tennessee. Tennessee. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah that's the mind mm -hmm. part there. Uh, you guys are conveniently forgetting that he's the most selfish pig on the planet. 
and only wanted the money. That's the only reason any of this has happened. Well, right. I will say this. I'm sorry to cut you off. Uh, the reason why there were stories coming out from Tennessee is because Tennessee, after they saw Tannehill play the way he did in the playoffs, uh, Tannehill is, st- is still owed. I think he has two years left on that contract that they gave him. Uh, and Tannehill is making $118 million. Uh, if he they, he's a bomb. Yeah, he's a bomb. Yeah, and, 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 and right now they, they know they can't win with Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill right, owed $38.5 million this year. Right, but you're also ignoring the other half of the rumor, which was that they also looked into trading for Deshaun Watson. Like, yes. Every NFL team should have been. Listen, it was it was not a secret that Aaron Rodgers. There was, was a better. There was still a better more. chance. There was a better chance for Aaron Rodgers going there than Deshaun Watson. Everything right, that I've read, yes. Right, but that, right, but it, it wasn't a secret that Aaron Rodgers with this contract thing and the situation in Green Bay was untenable. And that he was either going to get traded or, you know, something was going to happen there. Every team in the league should have been calling on Aaron Rodgers. Maybe not Deshaun Watson, but if it weren't for the off-field stuff, Deshaun Watson too. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So this whole thing is is nonsense. It's just nonsense. And you're also just – he's a selfish pig. You're ignoring that that. Fact. We all know and he's selfish. We said at the beginning of the segment he was he, being greedy. He's being greedy, and that's why he wanted that $15 million. And it, it, it's going to set the – now, if there's anybody that can win with the players that he has as a wide receiver, it's probably Aaron Rodgers. But, again, there's more pressure on him to succeed, especially taking that $15 million. And if they don't win, who do you think they're going to be pointing their fingers at now? They're going to be pointing their fingers at Aaron Rodgers, especially losing in the playoff game against San Francisco where everybody had them to be the favorites of going to the Super Bowl. Ironically enough, here's the funny thing. I don't believe that anyone's going to point the fingers at Aaron Rodgers. I do. Yeah, I don't because here again, the front office did front office shit and they once again didn't draft a wide receiver in the first round. Mm -hmm. You know, like, okay, got one in the second round, whatever. But this is now, uh, I forget what it is, 17 or 18 years now. Jeff, let me ask you a question. Jeff, let me ask you a question. Yeah, since Javon Walker. You weren't on the show when we were talking about the draft. Most of the top draft. Of the oh, I one, was. I made that dude quit. Yeah, uh, yes, <laughs> yes, that's right. we you know. You take end, great pride in that. You called at the end of the show, but um, and and you you had Lance walk off the show. But anyways, um, <laughs> when you look at the draft, I mean the wide receivers, all the big wide receivers are drafted from eight all the way to eighteen. All the, the all the wide receivers, main wide receivers, the good wide receivers were off the board by eighteen, unless the the, the Green Bay Packers were going to trade up and trade their two picks, which I didn't see them doing. Uh, there was no chance in hell they were going to get one of those wide receivers. Right, but it, but that isn't you know. Here's the problem with that: is AJ Brown considered part of the Eagles draft? No. Yes. Yes, because they gave away draft pick form. They okay. had that capital gave okay. away draft pick form. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So. They could have made a move to got, get some sort of impact player. Other teams did. The Cardinals certainly did by getting Marquise Brown. The yes. Eagles certainly did by getting A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. Right? The Packers did Swadoosh. Mm. Nothing. Zero. Mm. They're bums. Why? Because they also can't afford it, right? Because teams they can't. handing out $100, $100 million contracts. And because of this greedy pig wanting $50 million a year. Uh, and, and you're seeing it all, all around the rest of the league, right? Let's Let's just put this into perspective okay like just seriously here for a second the teams that gave those contracts to people all have quarterbacks 
that are making nothing. They're on rookie deals. I know right. Kyle Lamar is making more than Jalen Hurts, but they're on rookie deals. They're not making 35, 40, 50 million dollars a year, right? Right. The teams that have quarterbacks making 40 million dollars, the Cowboys have had to cut players to shed salary. The the Packers have had to cut players to shed salary. Uh, who else has been doing it? Tennessee. The, we just mentioned Chiefs. Tennessee. The Chiefs. The Chiefs. The Chiefs. Yeah. Right. They're and who are the teams acquiring? No one, right? And and I'll give you another example of a, a quarterback making way more than he probably should, and then had to shed players. Throw Derek Carr in that ring. Mm-hmm. He got forty. He got forty million dollar a year extension for right. three years or whatever it is. Yep. And now they're not picking up the option on Josh Jacobs. They're looking to trade Darren Waller. They're all moving on. This is not good team building. It's not. And I, and I think you're right. And I think the NFL has to figure this out, especially what these quarterbacks are making, because it's only going to go up. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is making $15 million. What's next? A quarterback becomes available. One of these young quarterbacks, they're going to be making 60 and 70 and $80 million a year. It, it, there has to be some kind of stop, you know, to this. Now, obviously the NFL... I don't think, I don't think that that's the way to do it, though, right? You're saying, oh, there's got to be some way to stop this. No. Yeah, well, not I'm stop it, but kind of figure out a number that makes sense with some of these top no. quarterbacks. No, 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 no. no. How, here, here's how it's done. You get your 200 and I think it's 12 million, 13 million, right? Mm-hmm. You get your 213 million, and you get to spend it however the hell you like. I get my 213 million and I get to spend it how I like. Mm-hmm. And this is another reason why, uh, and you guys are going to hate this take. The Patriots, true. yes. Yes, we know. This is why the, this is why the Patriots, we know. right? When you guys shit all over their draft, okay? What a successful draft. Because the Patriots traditionally, they're not paying Damian Harris. Who's up, so let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Right. So let me ask you a question right now. If you're a team right now, you, you build a quarterback for three or four years. Uh, the fifth year, you have an option. You, you, you weigh your options and let him play out his option. Okay. Then you decide, okay, I'm not resigning him. I'm going to go back in the draft to bring. It's so hard to find a franchise quarterback. You see that, Jeff. The Jets have been looking for. The, the Jets have been looking for a franchise quarterback in 50 years and haven't absolutely, got one. But the, right, absolutely. But there's there's clearly answers out there to each problem all the time. Mm-hmm. And let me give you let, let me just show you right. Like mm-hmm. if you're looking for it, the answers are there. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, let's just take the, the Arizona situation. Mm-hmm. You're the one that just said, "Look at Arizona." Mm-hmm. I'm not giving the guy 40 million dollars a year who throws underhanded interceptions. When I can go get Baker Mayfield on the cheap mm-hmm. and probably have a similar offense, right? Mm-hmm. Look at what the Titans did. They didn't sign, re-sign Marcus Mariota. They said, let's build up the rest of our team and we'll get by with a noodle arm piece of shit former wide receiver as a quarterback, <laughs> right? And they've been successful, right? Like, it's very rare that you've been able to see. And, and by the way, now the team is halfway kind of falling apart because yeah. you make fun of them all the time, right? The Rams. Okay, yeah. it works for a Super Bowl and now all the pieces are gone. Right? Like right. All, like you couldn't afford them anymore. And now and now you have nothing left because you had to trade all your draft picks to get those pieces. Right. So instead of being a participant in the NFL draft, uh Sean McVay was getting drunk and having a press conference laughing in the first round. <laughs> They, they thought uh, Cole Strange was going to be there at their pick. Laugh all you want. 
Isn't that what he did? Yeah. He did, yes. No, the video right. said, oh, I expected Cole Strange to be there at a right. fourth round oh. or whatever they were drafting him. He, he's so laughing. He's all happy because he won a Super Bowl. Like, he doesn't have so, to worry oh, about anything else. Talk about, so this is what we talk about when we talk about successful team building. Right. And laugh if you want and call me a homer. But the Patriots had a successful draft. What did they do? They traded a $50 million guard over whatever it was for four years or whatever. Shaq Mason, yeah. And turned around, used that tra- draft pick to get a cheap wide receiver, which cheap now because the wide receiver market and Javante Parker. Right. Added one in the draft and then drafted a guard and they they either got maybe better, at the very least stayed the same while maintaining their salary flexibility. Mm. Rather than being like, oh, well, we have a hole here, so why don't we just go fill it with $100 million? Well, I also look look at it now with with the way these quarterbacks are making money. You have to decide moving forward. It's a five-year span. Now, now I've been reading things like with the Jets that if Zach Wilson does not take, you know, his steps forward here in his second year – the Jets got going into the going into the draft next year. They should look for another quarterback because they got to reset that 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 clock for for the quarterback for the five years. Again, again, you don't like it because everyone laughs, right? Look at the Patriots draft. Oh, Jared Stidham, he's about to time out from his contract when they drafted him. Uh-huh. What did they do? They drafted Bailey Zappi. Uh-huh. They're always they're they're always not paying someone who probably deserves more money mm. they let the other people pay the money they they're they're you know their shit keeps rolling right on right and they just keep replacing them with cheap people right that the Belichick they... mantra is trade a player a year early that or, right. or or trade trade the players away get rid of the players and then you know when they become free agents or become available because they get waived you bring them back on a cheaper, on a cheaper well, contract. Right, but this, but they've done that a bunch of times too. You yes. can look at Jamie Collins. Oh, Jamie Collins wants to get paid. He goes somewhere, he gets paid. He's terrible. Oh, screw it, bring him back. They've done that with Malcolm Butler now, Kyle Van Noy. Uh, the list of players they've done it with is almost endless, right? And that's how you successfully team build. Not give one guy fifty million dollars. And the rest of your roster goes to shit. I I, I agree with you, Jeff, and that's why I, I think the NFL needs to look at that. I th- I think every single single player should make no, as much money. The NFL mon- doesn't need the NFL doesn't need to look at it. It's the most democratic process there is, the most free market process there is. You have your two hundred and I don't know what the salary cap is. Is it two twenty or something? So right. You know what the salary cap is, right. The Jets get their two twenty. Spend it as you will. The Patriots get their two twenty. Spend it as you will. And, and that's what they do. Just because some GM is dumb enough to overpay ridiculously for one player doesn't mean the NFL always needs to step in and regulate. And the only player that I think is is going to change a team, no matter how good the players are on their roster, is Aaron Rodgers. So even though I think it's a ridiculous amount of money that the uh, the Green Bay Packers are paying him, I still think Aaron Rodgers with this roster right now, even if they don't add a wide receiver, could win 11 games, could make the playoffs, could still contend because of the talented player that he is. But there's a lot of quarterbacks that couldn't do that. Could Russell Wilson do that? I don't think so. Do I think Derek Carr could do that if you put him on another team? No. I, I, Tom Brady probably could. We've seen Tom Brady do it everywhere. He, you know, He's jumped from one team to the other. He's done it. But he also has a lot more talent than he ever did uh, when he was over there with the Patriots. So... Uh, right, now, right now he now yes he does. yes. But if you go back, 
But if you go back, I'm not talking about that. Yeah. Right, but if you go back and look at the Patriots teams he was dealing yes, with, yes, yes, he, he was winning Super Bowls with less than what Aaron Rodgers I, has. Right I now. He under was winning Super Bowls with tomato cans. Uh, first of all, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have anything. I mean, he doesn't have a top 100 wide receiver on this roster right neither now. Did, neither did the Patriots. They had Jermaine Wiggins at tight end, and they had David Patton. Oh, by the way, here's another example. David Patton, Tom Brady made some great Tennessee Titans, paid him $80 million or whatever, and he went there and he was dumb. Yeah, but he had, he had Gronkowski, Aaron Hernandez. He had players, man. It's not like he didn't yeah, have that's players. A, that's at the, that's at the end. Yeah. Go to the beginning. Jermaine Wiggins. David Patton. Yeah, but he, that that team was mainly Deion built on. Branch. Yeah, but that team was mainly built on defense. When you when we watched those two championships that they won with the whole Spygate and everything like that, that was a defensive team. That wasn't defense, really an offensive team. The, the defense was good. They also they had, had Corey nothing. Dillon there. Uh, no, they didn't. No, they did not. Their running back was Antoine Smith. Okay, Antoine. Corey Smith. Dillon right. wasn't. Right. Corey Dillon wasn't until the mid to late teens. Okay. Something. Okay, so they that would I do remember those those Patriot teams. Those Patriot teams were built on defense, not their offensive side. It really transitioned to the offensive side. Really, I think it was Tom's fourth year. That's when it became a more offensive minded team. And even then, where did they get those players? Draft. No, I got that, and that, that's how you have to build, and that's 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 why the Jets brought in Joe Douglas because that's his strength. I knew this was going. No, I'm just saying. All the no, no. That's not what I'm saying, Jeff. That's not what I'm saying, Jeff. I'm saying, I'm saying that you need. I'm saying, I'm saying that you need to bring in a guy. If you're, if you're a smart organization, you're bringing a guy that studies the draft, brings in players every single year. That you could drop players, bring players in, drop players, bring players in, and that's what I've seen with Joe Douglas in the last three years that he's been there. He has. He's been a good drafter. He's done a good job of doing that. But, but free again, agency has been horrible. Corey Davis, pfft, everybody that he's brought in from free agency has been horrible. I loving Corey Davis. Corey Davis was I was He liked the value because he didn't pay him I liked the value. I was in love with Corey Davis. I, 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 and I didn't want DK Metcalf either when everybody wanted DK Metcalf. I was listening to Josh. He's like, I want DK Metcalf. He's oh, that's Jimmy Jardine's and, boy. <laughs> and their drafts are so good. Yeah, Denzel Mims. Listen, and I again, Denzel Mims has not been a good, and not everybody you're going to hit on, as we all know. But if you look at his drafts, even that draft that he, they brought a Denzel Mims, Makai Beckham, he's a good player. What? Is this what they killed Belichick over? Who killed Belichick? I didn't kill Belichick. You heard me kill Belichick? I have never seen it. I, I have never said anything bad about Billy Belichick in his draft. He's talking about three out of the four of the draft panel. <laughs> and by the way, Denzel Mims has looked good at camp, so to figure that one out. So yeah, I heard that story last year too, fellas. That's fine, but he, he, there is there are stories that he's the he's been the uh, fastest. No, there wide... are stories. No, but That's your line. Jeff, That's like Josh's Jeff, question. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, they the, he there is oh, right now. There's uh, non mandatory. Uh, practices right now and they and, and everything that I've read with the Jets is he's been the fastest wide receiver on the field. And that says a lot right. when you have awesome. when you have Garrett Wilson and you have Elijah Moore. You say great, oh yeah, but it, that says a lot. The Jets are fast. They have they have five or five offensive players now that run a four three or less. Well you're gonna you're gonna have to say, just listen, I'm not shitting on the Jets when I say this. I'm just saying just you, 
But just be aware of this, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm just telling you. Yeah. We're, we're talking about good team building, okay? Mm -hmm. Now the Jets are fucked. They're in a bad position. Right. Because now they're taking... Dude, they're taking I know. first round draft picks in the last. And they're gonna have to pay know. them. Yes, we all and know. And, and all of their contracts are coming up, and they're gonna have to figure out how to pay all of those guys if they hit. Maybe we talked about hit rate before. What's hit rate? The, the true value of the pick, yeah. That's also they're not, not gonna be hit, hit rate is defined by a player that you draft getting another contract. That's fine. Right? And, and and Jeff, right. honestly, if they all turn out to be good, they're gonna have to decide to keep. They they might be able to keep two and not keep the other one, and they're gonna have right, to deal with that. Right, but that's what I'm saying. They're they're gonna be in a tough position. And that's how you. That's why. And that's why you have a guy like Joe Douglas that knows how to draft. So you'll find a guy that replaced that guy. Might not be as good. Look, hopefully Tennessee made the right choice of trading AJ Brown. Do I think that they did? No, and you liked it. You and, liked and, it. And, uh, what? I think what you liked I mean? it. I think you're the one who liked uh, the AJ Brown thing. I, I, no, I first of all, I I like it from the Titans' perspective. Mm -hmm. That's how I how I like the whole thing. I'm not giving a hundred million dollars to a wide receiver. Are you kidding me, mm. dude? These guys' contracts are getting way out of hand. Again, I would just much rather see a team built like the Patriots, right? Okay, they don't have a number one wide receiver. People will shit on him. So you can't, they you got, can't, they you got can't. Five twos. You can't crap on Joe Douglas because guess what? He didn't pay Debo Samuels. He didn't go after not, Debo I'm Samuels. Not, I'm not I know. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying because you, you you like to attack the Jets. I think Joe Douglas was pretty smart not to bring he Debo yeah, Samuel no, in. Although I would say this: if there's a time where the Jets can do it, now would be the time because they have all the salary. I was was so by, happy not bringing Tyreek Hill. I was so happy. Right. But by the time Tyreek's contract or Debo's contract would be up in four years, they're not—they're they not ready to win. They're—they're not—they're not, not ready to win right now, and he wouldn't make the team that much better. And that's the way I look at what he's going to give you one more win. I—I'd I, rather not. I would save no, that no, money. No, no, that—that's—that's that's fine. I, I don't hate that opinion. Okay, all mm. I'm telling you. If there was a time for it, now would be the time to give away that money because they they have a, a shit ton of cap space, mm -hmm. right? They they have ninety million next it's, year, right? And so big deal. If I oh ninety million next year, if mm -hmm. I told you um, tough shit, you only get sixty five next year. You'd still be like sixty five is a ton of money, yeah, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So you would have the money to pay him, right? So. That is what it is, and by the time that contract would be expiring, whether it would have been Tyreek or Debo, you'd be getting all of that money back to the team, and that's to spend on the guys you drafted. And that's fine. If I were the Jets, if 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 Zach Wilson has a good season this year, if he has a good season this year, I would extend his contract. I would I would pay him now. That's what I would do. I would pay him now and say, "Listen, Zach, we're going to give you." Uh, obviously, this is your you're going into your third year. You'd, You'd be, go full Wander Franco on him. Yeah, well, right. I, well, I was just going to say that's that. What I say, put the baseball trend to the yeah. I would give. I, no, I, I'd say, listen, I'll give no, you 150. You, right, that's what you should be. That's what that's the future, right? The right. future is going to be paying someone too much too early with the risk of it being a bad contract if he doesn't pan out, rather than playing the waiting game and going, oh, we'll see what you become, and then. He becomes really good, yeah. and then he goes, "Okay, give me forty-seven million." That's why. Because, that's why I said because it. Because the trend is right. going on. That's why right. I say, if I were the Jets, and you see a complete growth in Zach Wilson this off this season, in the off season, in his third year, I give him the extension and offer him a certain amount of money. Then you have a good contract that you can hold on to. Where you, if you, if those players, you know, three, right. four years down the road, you can extend them, and it won't affect your cap. 
So that's the way because I think the Jets need to look at it. And right, Bill Belichick has yeah. done that over the years too. You're, you're seeing that trend, right? Like you're totally seeing that trend where like, I, I mean, let's be honest. I shit on them all the time, but this is going to be a true statement. Get ready to last for you because you know it's true too. If Dak Prescott's getting 42, <laughs> what's Zach Wilson worth? That's true. What's Trevor Lawrence worth? Huh? And that's why, that's why a, I a say. A guy with his foot on backwards got 42 million a year. <laughs> Well, that's also because they, if they didn't, what are they going to do? They're going to have to go back into the draft and guess again. I nope, mean, they they would have drafted E.J. Perry. That's not true, though. That's not true. Look around the league right now. Baker Mayfield's looking for a home. Jimmy Garoppolo's looking for a home. There's serviceable guys. Trubisky was looking for a home, right? There's serviceable guys around the league that you can get at a good value that can still could you win with Trub- Could you actually win with Trubisky right now? Listen, I, I'm just know, saying. We're gonna find, we're gonna find out with Pittsburgh. We're All right, I'm just out. asking. Could you, in in your true assessment, do you think I they think, can win with Mitch Trubisky? I, I think that I think that team is too good defensively. Not, yeah, but it doesn't matter. They still have pieces. Their offense. Yeah, they do. They got a good running good. back. Nash they got Johnson. Yes, good. yes. Right. Like yes. They, 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 right. And that team. Here's the thing. Look at that team, and this is gonna. Uh, probably scar Carl for a little bit. <laughs> that that team is the what is it, 2009 Bears, mm-hmm. the Rex Grossman Bears. Yeah. <laughs> they you're going to they're going to have to play good defense and they're just going to have to have a shit bump that league was different. Grossman. That league was different when Greg Rex Grossman. Yes it is. No, it's not because dude, you you're seeing the same thing happen with Baltimore. It's not like Lamar Jackson can really throw the football. All he's there to do is not throw interceptions, don't fumble it. We're going to run it down the field, and we're going to play defense. Yeah, but in the time when Rex Roseman went to the Super Bowl, it was more of a defensive league than it was offensive. Now it's become more offensive. Right, but you've seen it. And the game was more running back first, then throw the ball. Right, but you're seeing that with so many teams. The Titans are successful run first. The 49ers have been successful run first. The Steelers made the playoffs this year run first. Yes. The Patriots are a run first team who made the playoffs. So saying that it's a different league is disingenuous because you're ignoring all the teams that are run first that are still at the top of the league. Again, if, if Zach Wilson has a good year this year and you see growth in him, I say the Jets and Joe Douglas look at it. They look at the numbers. They estimate the numbers to be what it is three, four years down the road. Extend him now and give him a lesser contract where you don't have to pay him six or five years from now where you're going to have to pay him 40, 45. I think, I think Zach Wilson should hold out and hold out for $50 million a year. I, think he should I don't think he will. If the Jets offer him $150 million for the next – you know, and make him you're telling him that you're going to pay him 25 a year for the next six years. I think if I was Zach Wilson, I'd take it. You know what I mean? That's what I would do. But knowing that, that, you know, it protects you. That would be a smart move. Hey, that would be a smart move and a good number. 25 is yeah. a great number. The 25 million, yeah. Paid, the quarterback still gets paid, makes a bunch of money, mm-hmm. and it still leaves the team financial flexibility. I wonder if there's a guy out there in the league that was constantly taking $25 million a year. Yeah, we know who it was. is. We know who it is. We know who it is, smart ass. Okay. I'm just telling I'm just telling you, when it comes to being unselfish and winning Aaron Rodgers, ain't it? Snuck says stupid Aaron Rodgers. If he had been out on the punt 
unit that blocked, it wouldn't have happened. Dak Prescott needs to hold out until he gets Aaron Rodgers' money. He's way better. The Patriot way, work smarter, not harder. I don't know. Tom Brady only showed up in Tampa Bay and won a Super Bowl. All hail the Brady Goat. Boom and turn to the Jets. Mm. Ha, 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 Denzel Mims. And Earl's stories equals Josh heard rumors. Mm. Well, good. Congratulations to him. Right, but, that, but this is like the thing, though. You, every team that you're seeing mm-hmm. give a quarterback a boatload of money. Right. So, I mean, do you think it's any coincidence that Derek Carr got that extension, got $40 million a year, and then they're, they're, uh, didn't pick up options on Jonathan Abram, Josh Jacobs, mm-hmm. um, Colin Farrell, which maybe not might not be a big deal. He hasn't no, that's yet. not a big deal. No. Right, but Abram and – By the way, what a bust. It was that, that draft was essentially role reversal. The fifth round pick, Max Crosby, becomes a star. That draft class was not good. That draft class was not good. Right, but, it's really right, saved by Josh Max Jacobs. Crosby and Josh Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Right, but right, but you can't say anything about Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs quietly has been a top seven, eight running back in the league. Yeah, absolutely. When healthy, if he could stay on the field, he's fantastic. Yeah, well, but they're all, right, but again, one first, they ran him into the ground, though. They were running on They better now line. because they're not going to be able to re-sign him, so he's going to be going to free agency. Well, Josh McDaniels is there, so if he brings that Patriots method, they won't run him into the ground as much. Plus, they drafted Zamir White, which will help out, too, in terms of the, the carries, the targets. Well, they're not going to be able to extend him because of what they paid uh, Derek Carr, so they're going to lose him anyways, one way or another, in the next year or two. So they better use them out whenever they can because they're not going to probably bring them back. But this is what I'm saying. Like, as I've said this a bunch of times to you on air and off, right? Mm-hmm. Look at the Patriots running backs. All of their running backs like five of them. combined. <laughs> they addressed like two more, too. Well, no, but they also cut some guys. They oh, they did? Okay. Too. okay. Yeah, like, right. They're only going to keep, you know, who knows if they keep Kevin Harris? Who knows if they keep uh, the Pierre dude? Right? Okay. Oh, uh, Pierre right? Strong. That's Shane Hallam's guy. <laughs> He's a good player, man. He's, a, you know, it is what it is. But again, this is what the Patriots do. You go back. Did they pay Danny Woodhead? No. Did they pay Shane Vereen? No. We left that to the to the Giants. Yeah, don't remind right? me. <laughs> right, but this is what that was the biggest mistake from the Jets. Danny Woodhead. He was a great Patriot, and he did very well with the Chargers too. And, and the Jets just traded him away on the Rex Ryan era. They just did. He didn't fit that offense. That was a terrible right, right, move by right, the Jets. But, right, he did do well with the yes. Chargers. Yes, yes, he did. Right, right. Right, but the Patriots also didn't miss him because they took a rookie and they put him in his place and the rookie did just as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that he right. didn't, but I, I mean, Danny Woodhead no. was a Jet. The Jets drafted him. Right, right, but I'm just telling you, right. the five running backs the Patriots carry, mm-hmm. their total salary of the five of them is like $10 million. One Zeke Elliott alone is like, <laughs> $15 million a year. Well, we, we, again, we, we don't think the Cowboys are a very smart team. And you got to go check out, me and Speedy were driving and with, uh, with the Cowboys in the draft, and it, I forget what the... The YouTube, uh, you know, thing it was a two minute and thirty seconds of this is what a cowboy acts like when it when it comes to the draft, and it was so funny. It, you have to way, check it out. It's very way, funny. I'll send see, it to you. Did you Did you see the moment this week where Jerry Jones dementia actually kicked in? Oh, I heard did about that. It? He got into an accident, didn't he? Oh no 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 no! no. Oh, well, he got into an accident trying to pick up hookers. Did he? Is that really what the that, story is? Dude, that that streak that he's on. Is only is is only known for it's literally. I'm not even kidding you. It's the it's the the. Uh, yeah, you, I don't know if you're gonna use this on your show. It's it has the most concentration of hookers in a two mile area. <laughs> yeah, so, and there's and it's a horrible neighborhood. There's no way a billionaire should be on that road, mm-hmm. right? There's just no way. But that's not the moment where his dementia kicked in. The moment where his dementia kicked in 
was beautiful. <laughs> he had a press conference. Oh, I saw the, that. I saw that. Yeah. He had a press conference defending the pick of Tyra Smith, which mm-hmm. I still think is a good pick. I don't, dude. He held up. I saw it. The team's list. What an idiot. Of, of draft rankings for everyone to see. What a and stupid. And his son ass. had to be like, "Don't hold that up. Put that down." Right? Because he was too old and too feeble-minded to know where he was or what he was doing. It was unbelievable. I know. Dan then, Quinn was sitting and, there. The co- uh, the coaches and, were sitting there. It was so stupid. It looked and terrible. Then it, and then it hit me. And then it just washed all over me. It hit me. And, I, and that that's the moment I realized, this is why the Beeb likes the Cowboys. <laughs> because Jerry Jones is just as dumb as he is. <laughs> so it makes sense. It makes sense. That's, that's the perfect Beeb move. Let's show everyone our list of rankings to prove we got the guy that we wanted. Meanwhile, you're giving away basically state secrets to the rest of the NFL, like an absolute pea-brained moron. <laughs> it's so perfectly stupid. I love it. Good for you, Bees. You got an owner that's barely dumber than you are. <laughs> Snook says, hmm, only the goat, hell hail the Brady Goat. Zeke Sanders is worth every penny. Trolling for booty, and it's, ge- it's genius. So true. <laughs> Hashtag pan the beef. You know, it's so interesting because I agree with a lot of things that you said, believe it or not, Jeff. Uh, but I also look at you. Uh, I also look at uh, Marcus the, Smart, defensive player of the year. No, <laughs> the Cowboys and, and 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 what Jerry Jones did was, if you're a Cowboy right. fan, you're humiliating. Right. It was it was humiliating, and uh, you don't you don't give that kind of information, especially you don't ever see any teams. They still to this time, still to, to this day, when the the media asked Joe Douglas, well, what was where was your draft board? He he says I can't I can't give you that information. So he was never right. going to give because what it does is it gives you that if, that thought and that information for next year's draft on how they draft and the way they right. draft. Exactly. So it, it just it, it's horrible. Now maybe. They did like Tyler Smith, and Tyler Smith was their number one guy. Probably is. You know, they're, they're also doing construction uh, in Jerry World, yeah, where, where Jerry Jones' office is. That they are actually in his executive bathroom installing a diaper changing station. <laughs> I mean, it, it, he it, probably needs it. It, it is embarrassing. Like he had a fat dump in his pants. A fat dump, huh? <laughs> a fat dump in his pants. Well, leave Tyler out of this. Well, <laughs> uh, Tyler's in a whole nother world. Hey, by the way, uh, I wonder what Tyler is doing tonight. I mean, Ooh, seriously, man. playing I pool, he... getting drunk. Oh, I mean... Well, either that or uh, Carl, Carl knows it all too well. He's probably getting his Grubhub order. order. Uh, or maybe yeah, he's trying to find a hooker. Grubhub, it's Grubhub and playing rallies for him. <laughs> <laughs> or according to your logic, the, uh, the Big Mac in a blender. <laughs> You guys oh, are so he mean. Loves him you guys are so mean to him, man. I'm just using Jeff's exact words. Yeah, exactly. You're just making a call. Jeff absolutely can't stand <laughs> Tyler, so he, he he'll say anything and throw Tyler under the bus no matter what and what is said. I I only talk facts. You talk facts? Yeah, he's probably in a clan meeting. I doubt he's in a clan meeting. He's not. He doesn't know anything about the clan, dude. I don't know. It's just, it's just a lot of their rhetoric. Yeah, but he that's because he reads too much and he well, listens to other no, people. No, no, no. What was the one word before but? What do you mean? You said, yeah, but. Yeah, but. but. Oh, he, spits a lot of, he spits a lot of their rhetoric. He should have just said, yes, he does. 
I also believe he reads from other people and listens to other people talk to him. He doesn't know what he's somebody is telling him. He just takes what he wants to know or takes right. what so he wants he to uses, listen to, and so he, he uses, uses it for his own, his own conversation. He's, so he, uses, he, he uses Bede's draft logic for the Cowboys and how he lives his life with it. I just think that, you know, and that has a lot to do with the whole media world and, and the press. The press. No, it doesn't. People can think on their own. Yeah. I no, agree. If you're too Jeff. Jeff. Jeff, how many people in this world? Uh, eight billion, times? Okay. There's eight billion people. Okay. No one's dumber than Tyler. <laughs> do you think that eight billion people are going to listen and agree with anything that you're saying right now? Yes, I think all 7.9999 the rest of the billion, right? Yeah. I, be- I think they all believe they're smarter than Tyler. <laughs> I'm sure they are. But uh, they all have their own opinions towards what people are saying and they, what they think do. About, and think and about, I think, think, about people, think about people in, like, India and Bangladesh. They can hunt. And TV hunt is you hypnosis. Think, you think Tyler would survive? No, I just think. In, in being able to live in a could you, Let me ask you a serious room. question, Jeff. I'm going to ask you a serious question. Could you live without your TV? Yes or no? Oh, of course. You can. Yeah, I'm an I'm an outdoor cat. Okay, but so but when was the last time you you you, you extensively didn't watch TV? Uh, I uh, uh, let's see. When was the draft? So I haven't watched TV since Saturday. I don't think. Okay, Saturday. So it's today is Friday. Well, it's Thursday? Friday. It's Thursday. It's going to be Friday. So you haven't watched. Uh, yeah, any I haven't TV. watched TV in like four days. All right. All right, I, I will bet you that you couldn't be away from a TV more than a month. And, 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 and th- oh, that I could, because you do other things. Yes, you can. You can, but there are days that are rainy and disgusting, and you're not doing anything, and you're just sitting there, and you're going to pop on the TV, and you're going to watch TV. And I think TV is hypnotizing. They, they, I believe that all the stuff that they put on TV hypnotizes you to believe whatever they want you to believe in or try to persuade you to believe in what they believe in. So that's what it is. And I think what Tyler does is he thinks that he, you know, I guess what's the best word of it? He, he, he doesn't, stu- have, a fu- he doesn't have a mind brain. of his own. He doesn't have a mind of his own. He which, doesn't have a fully functioning brain. No, I don't know about a fully functioning brain. I don't think he has a mind for his own. But I think there's a lot of people like I know a lot of people like Tyler that they take other people's information and they use it for their own. And I'm like, Tyler, do you know what you're talking about? Do you have any idea what you're talking about? And he says, yeah. I said, so explain it to me. And he can't. So that's, that's why I just think Tyler, you know, he's, he's a man in a kid's body. You know, no, he's a, a kid in a man's body. All right. I don't know if I'd call that a man's body. Well, whatever it is. Okay. Whatever you want to call it. Well, you can call him a kid in Grimace's body. (laughs) (laughs) You're so mean, dude. Slick says, Jerry Jones had to catch dimension to get down to the beeves level. I miss Adam Gase. Oh, this is the interesting one. Would the beef change Jerry Jones' diapers for season tickets? Absolutely. <laughs> are, you, are you kidding? This would be like the Family Guy episode where, where you know, uh, Stewie made Brian lick the diaper clean. <laughs> I, I, we wouldn't do that. Oh, but I, oh, I, um, yeah, oh yes, he would. He would the beef would not lick a diaper. No, he would not. Uh, uh, yes, he would. He would not. <laughs> It's better than anything he serves in his deli. Oh, you're so effed up, man. You're so effed <laughs> up. Stuck says, I would die without cupcakes. Yeah, that's probably true. Hmm, I think I would. I think that weed is far more hypnotizing than TV, and a man in a kid's body is pretty is a felony. 
Oh my God! <laughs> you're not ta- you're actually right. taking That's that literally. Nice. I mean seriously. Thank you, Snug. You crazy lunatic. <laughs> I, I do believe that's Snug a guy was... with a PhD. Okay, I mean seriously. He's a, he's a smart gentleman. Oh, he very. Really that's, a fun, that's a funny joke. Oh, that's he's a funny joke. He is a very he, smart man, but first of all, uh, you can't take everything so seriously. I'm not, dude. I'm not taking. I, I don't take anything seriously from anything you guys said. Should take his his joke game on the road because a lot of them are really solid. <laughs> solid. You guys, you might as well marry each other. You guys should like you know. Uh, you know, be boyfriend and boyfriend or something like that. You guys, you agree with everything. I mean, seriously. No, 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 no. It's, it's, You're suggesting marriage like we love each other. I, I you definitely love each other. just about mutual Oh, stop. You guys love each other. Yeah, get out of here. You guys love each other. You guys love each other, okay? I it's... have an admiration for how his brain works. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure you do. And I'm sure Snack does for you, too. <laughs> Absolutely and, and, does. You know, and not for nothing. How can you not admire Snug's brain and how that thing works mm. when we've all seen Tyler and how his brain works? <laughs> you have to admire beauty when you see it, when you've seen an absolute train wreck. <laughs> train wreck. Uh, Jeff is a fine gentleman and is always a great call. There you go. <laughs> Snug. He, he, I'll tell you this, man. He is uh, a personality for his own right. I, I really is. He's nuts, and so are you. Okay. I mean, and 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 as far as Tyler's concerned, I think Tyler just doesn't use his own brain. I think he uses other people's brains. And it's if he hates, formed. and if he hates, and he, it's just the brain stem. And if he hates somebody, he hates that person, and he'll always hate that person. Aaron Boone, Aaron Rodgers, you name Me him. Too. Lamar Jackson. See, that's <laughs> Lamar Jackson. See, that's- See, that's the one trait he, he and I have in common. Mm. What's that? Oh, if, if I hate someone, I'll hate them forever. No, he Errol's even talking analytically, though. Like, at yeah. least you can admit, like, Aaron Rodgers is an elite quarterback. You, you might not like him as a person type thing, but... He'll like, find any Tyler way, will yeah. find any way to just drag... Aaron Rodgers down, drag Lamar Jackson down, mm. nitpick on Aaron Boone, even if he has, like, well, a great managerial game. He'll find right, something. Right, but he hates anybody who isn't Baldwin. But no, but he has like the same the other extreme too. Like Max Scherzer could have his worst outing of the season. Like he'll say, "Oh no, he'll do no wrong." Nope. Uh, Garrett Cole is horrible. Uh, Garrett Cole was a bad move for the Yankees. I mean, anything that he says, it's like if if that player is not benefiting. Uh, anything about the teams that he's rooting for, even teams that he hates, he'll he'll say they suck forever, and he'll find a way well, to make them sound like they and, suck. Well, I know that you won't like this, mm-hmm. but in the big moments, that Garrett Garrett Cole move has not paid off yet. Not yet. yet. Yes, I agree with you. I'm okay, not. Well, why do you always I, think I that I'm not? I listen. I'm honest. I say something fact. No, you're not. Because anytime I say something factual about any of your teams, you you go all crazy. Because you don't say factual things. You just like to throw them under the bus no matter what they do. Just because their place is under the bus doesn't mean I'm the one throwing them there. You're an idiot. Okay? <laughs> Jackass. <laughs> Jackass. Sex says Garrett Cole was pretty expensive, just saying. Jeff yeah, is a, was. Jeff is a brilliant and talented so individual. Is, so is Trevor Story. And, and now they're really screwed. Because they got to they, they gotta trade. I mean, they got to trade. They got to pay their other players. What are they going to do with Devers? Are they going to pay him? Are they going to pay? pay they're going to pay their shortstop right now? Probably, probably not. No, they because they gave Trevor Stories one hundred seventy-five, one hundred eighty million dollars. Is he having a great season? Honestly, 
No, yeah. Travis Norton's in a horrible form. No, he's not playing well. Right, right. But honestly, I mean, that's just moronic logic that they're using right now. Moronic, okay. Yes, no, it is. Yeah. And, I'll, and I'll tell you exactly All what. All right, let's right. hear it. Because you believe mm-hmm. that they gave Travis Story that money because Travis Story is the replacement. I do. Xander. Yes. Right. You're, you'd also be wrong because even before they signed Travis Story, they drafted a shortstop number three overall in the draft in Marcello Maya. Mm-hmm. So they already had their eyes on replacing Bogarts even before Trevor Story. That's fine. But here, here's the thing. Trevor Story, he's been he's been on Red Sox for how many games? He's at 77 at-bats. He's 17 know, hits. He has, this guy's a power shortstop. He has no home runs. No home runs. Yeah, no, he's in a horrible situation. The whole team is terrible. First of all, you were on the phone with me the yes, other night. Yes, yes. And I think they're going to be a lot better than they are. I do. I think they will. I, I, I think Trevor Story will come out not. of it. They're I do. Not. You should have seen them today against the Angels. They're not. They're not going to be better. Their bottom four guys can't hit worth a lick. Mm-hmm. Bobby Dahlbeck is batting under 100. They can't right? be hitting like that all season long, Jeff. First of all, no, Bobby Dahlbeck can't go back to his career numbers. He is always this bad. Speedy, this bring up the, they... the the Red Sox numbers right now. Just bring it up. Go ahead, Jeff. I, I want I want to see the numbers. I, I want to because I I don't think that that I don't I understand, but I don't think the Red Sox are this bad. I don't. I don't think they're this they, bad. They 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 are. Look at their bottom hitters. The only guys doing anything remotely productive. I think Bogart still leads the American League in average, so he's playing well. He's like, going to get a lot of money, and he's not going to be a Red Sox. Yeah, probably. Yeah, Bogarts is hitting 354. He has two home runs, 10 RBIs. Devers, 284, four home runs, 10 right, RBIs. Right, 284, which isn't good, but it isn't bad. Go right. look at their career go, numbers, the go, guys no, that no, are no, hitting no, no, no. on the lower No, 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 no. On the lower here's, the, here's, the one, mm-hmm. here's the one that sent uh, Errol over the edge. Go look at Bobby Dahlbeck's number. Yeah, go look at that. All right. It's ca- career. Career numbers for Dahlbeck is 231 batting average. Okay. He has 34 home right. runs, 97 RBIs. In his a, career. And a two, yeah, and a 296 on base. He's not that good. Shit. I mean, it, okay. He's awful. Okay. Awful. Well, and made them think that he was going to be good. You always like his G. You love the, the Red Sox he's, GM. He's, he's a bridge until Tristan Cassis Okay, but you like the GM. For for the Red Sox, do you not? I don't hate I don't hate what he's done so far. I don't. I can't say that I do because I think paying Bogart, uh, paying paying Mookie Betts that money, it was a little crazy for a guy that will probably end up getting hurt in the next ten years. But you can't look at it that way. You got to look at winning now, and Mookie Betts makes that team a winning organization now. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Not with the rest of this team, the way they're playing. Well, he, you put Mookie Betts in the middle of that lineup with Trevor Stories and Devers. He was Devers. never in the middle of the lineup. He's always the number one hit. Whatever. Okay, so you put him as the number one. You put Devers as your number two. It and you put Trevor Story as your number three. It still doesn't solve for the fact that the bottom. Martinez is your fourth. But if you're, I understand what you're saying, but if you're getting runs and you're getting hits in the top of your lineup, you're still going to win, especially if you're pitching. But it's not also not wrong. It's also not wrong. No, no, no. No, it is wrong because this Red Sox team is the proof. Bogarts is getting on base almost every goddamn time. J.D. Martinez is getting on base, and guess what? When three and four are getting on base and five, six, seven, eight, and nine can't hit worth a lick, you score no runs and you lose. Mm-hmm. Okay. J- JD, J- first of all, Martinez is a power hitter. He's a home run hitter. Why aren't they hitting home runs? Oh, yeah. I mean, I have I'm just saying. I, 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 yes, the they're down. Yes, because of the balls. Right, yes. But 
The Red Sox last year were one of the best power teams in baseball. And the Yankees right now, I'm just bringing up the Yankees. The Yankees right now, even with the balls the way they are, the Yankees the Yankees have more home runs this year, more home runs right now than they did last year at this time of year. So what does that tell you? And, and the Red Sox are they're not as good at power wise as the Yankees, but they're not far from the Yankees, and they're not hitting home runs. Now they're in a slump. They're in a slump. You're not you're not accounting for the fact that the bottom four guys in their lineup right now are a combined batting below 170. Below 170. Mm-hmm. The four of them combined. Right. I, I think, again, they're in a slump. By the way, by the way, you looked at the career numbers. Okay, yes. great. Mm-hmm. Speedy, pull Dahlbeck back up again. Pull Dahlbeck and find out what he's hitting this year. 141. Speedy, do me a favor. 141. All right, 141. Speedy, last year, look at the Yankees' record at this time of year and where they were. It doesn't because they were. Matter. Did the Yankees have anyone in their lineup at any point ever hitting 141? Hitting 141? No. Uh, yes, last did. year. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Bobby Dahlbeck stinks out loud. Absolutely. And, and by the way, Joey Gallo is still hitting under uh, in the ones right now. Yeah, I bet it's not 141. I bet it's what 198. Well, you want me to look? I'll look for it right now. Uh, I don't know what he's hitting, but I know it's probably in the ones. Listen, you can have early season slumps, but the bat 141 playing every day is atrocious. I never said that it isn't, but I'm also saying he's batting 188. 188 right now. And that's because the last two games he's gotten uh, six hits. But if he didn't, he'd be batting like 150. Okay, so at least he's gotten six hits in the last few games. Yeah. Do you know how, first of all, and this is a great correlation because I saw it today. Yes. I watched the game against the Eagles today. Do you know how many hits Bobby Dahlbeck has gotten in the last nine games? How many? One. Speedy, what today. have we got? One. They were 16 and 14 at the end of May 5th, 2021. Okay. So, so they were six. The Red Sox are, are way below five hundred. Right yeah, but the Yankees at one point were nine games behind the Red Sox in first place last year. Right at the All Star break, they were fourth yeah, place. But, but you know how it goes with the Red Sox. They right. go, they go win yes. the World Series. The next year they go last. Yes, place, they do. And they go win the World Series, and then next year they go last. This is going to be our last place year. Baltimore might beat us. I don't know if I go that far. Terrible. I don't know if I would go that far. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're like it's actively tanking. They're actively tanking is it beat the Red Sox this year. Aren't they moving They're into the lottery, the baseball now? The Baseball's becoming No, lottery. I think it starts next year. Yeah, it's going to become a lottery now, so it doesn't even matter if you tank. It doesn't really matter anymore. It's, it, it, everything is becoming a lottery I think now. I think they were saying, like, Max Scherzer's, like, overall contract worth for this year is higher than the – it was the Orioles, the Rays, and the Athletics payroll. I think year. also the Pirates. And the Pirates, like I <laughs> – I think so. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's how much they're purging money. And as you hear what Josh says, I would have done that over and over again. I love that man. <laughs> so yeah, he's ridiculous. Oh, he's fantastic. He's a fantastic pitcher. He's great. Uh, there's no question. But can, the, the question is, he's won one World Series his whole career. Is he going to win another one? That's the question. Is he going to help the Mets win another one? If you look at his record in the playoffs, it's not great, and 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 that's the, that's the thing. Even Jacob Degrom, Jacob Degrom's record in the playoffs is great. 
He's got a great record in the playoffs. Max Scherzer, with the time that he's been in, the, they're not great. It's not a great record. Go look at. I speedy. see what you're doing. You're trying to just tear down the Mets because you're no, jealous no, that no. They're, they're that good. Well, I'm trying to tear down the Mets. First you're of all, very, the, very jealous of, no, of, of the Mets. No, I'm not. Here. The Yankees have a better I'm record than the Mets. Jealous. I'm not jealous of the Mets. Green with envy, you. No, are. I'm not. Happy Cinco de Mayo. By the way, happy to all Cinco de Mayo people that celebrate. Okay? So everybody that celebrates Cinco de Mayo, happy Cinco de Mayo. It really, I forgot all about it with Cinco de Mayo today. 3.22 ERA in the playoffs. 160 strikeouts mm-hmm. to... What's his record? 51 walks. He is 7-6 and six overall. Yeah. And he pitched 128 and two third innings. I mean, it's not bad, but it's not. Good. It's streaky. It's yeah. he was he was actually better as a young player when he first came in with the Tigers. The Tigers. Yeah. When he was like the third. I was guy. trading. He was the in the Granderson trade, if you know that. Yep, he was in the Granderson trade. He, in those first couple years, he was the best. Oh, who won that trade? Yeah, he was the best playoff pitcher for them for a while. Then when he started peeking into those Cy Young years, he wasn't as good. Then he had a lot of bumps with the Nationals. Not terrible, but 3.75, 3.68 ERA. But then the World Series one, he was great again. Mm-hmm. And then with the Dodgers last year, he was great. <laughs> so a little bit of everything with that. Good old Nithin saying, turn up, turn up. Yeah, I'll turn up a lot. Good old Nithin. Yeah, where, where has Nithin been? I've been waiting for the EJ Perry uh, draft parade. By the way, you've been on top throwing. of that from the beginning. You were the one feeding me that uh, after the draft he signed with the Eagles, and then he decided to jump ship because he had no idea where he wanted to go. He went to the. Why would no, you go to the Jaguars? Do you, no, do you no? Do you know what happened with that? What? He agreed to sign with the Eagles, and then the Eagles went and got a different quarterback. Well, hold on one second. What happened? He agreed to an un, undrafted free agent deal. Okay. Right? Okay. And then they also hold on. I'm going to tell you who it is here in a second. And so he agrees to sign with the Eagles. Uh, and then the Eagles brought in another quarterback. And so he was like, oh, uh, I guess that's not going to be good for me. Uh-huh. And so he quit because they signed a better – he quit on the Eagles because they signed a better uh, better quarterback than him. Well, Nifit says, we are partying at my friend's house right now after the Rangers' big win. <laughs> Big Snug- win. Snug also says Nithin is the Beavs' cousin, 100%. <laughs> Yanks fans will be so jealous of the Mets in October. No, they won't. MLB needs to contract if these teams don't spend money. That's what the – there was something in the bargaining agreement that was going to reduce that. And like Errol was saying, the lottery is going to yes. prevent them from actively tanking the way yep. teams like the Astros did mm-hmm. at one point. The team, uh, the Cubs did at one point before they got good. No they team is going to be able to do that. Yeah, they anymore. went to really bad to really good. I mean, you, you, if the Yankees have one bad season, I mean, the Yankees could have the number one pick, and they, they could be the eighth-worst team in the league now. Sure. That, that, that's, that's what's interesting about the lottery now. Now, do I like the oh, lottery? The, I don't like okay, the lottery. Okay, so here, so here it is. This is what happened. So mm-hmm. E.J. Pettery mm-hmm. decides decide, uh, to sign with the Eagles as mm-hmm. an undrafted free agent. Mm-hmm. Then they went, oh, we'll, we'll create some competition, and they also signed – Quarterback Carson Strong from Nevada. Oh, Carson Strong. Well, he was supposed to get drafted. How did he not get drafted? Wow. Because this quarterback class stinks. And they no, I know that, but he was supposed to be like the fifth guy in that in that top five. Well, apparently they didn't like him. But apparently they didn't like him. So then they brought in Carson Strong, and so EJ Perry was like, "Oh well, goddamn! I thought I was going to be their undrafted free agent quarterback." <laughs> 
So he pulled back from signing from the Eagles and then went to the Jaguars. Oh, well, he'll so never he get to play now. So for, a really, so for a really smart kid, he also is really dumb. Well, also, he, he, he had a better chance. If, if he did stay at the Eagles, he had a better chance to possibly get playing time over there. He's going to get no playing time over there with the Jaguars. None. Yeah, but, he's, but I would be willing to bet that his, he would uh, he'd be able to get a job quicker with Jacksonville than he would with Philly. Why would you think Philly that? Because Philly has a starter, and they have a backup, right? Because Gardner Minshew is still there, I think, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right, and then if and then if they're going to have an, a third quarterback, he's in a competition for a third quarterback with another undrafted. The, the Jaguars have none of that. Mm. The Jaguars have a starter, no backup, no third stringer, no nothing. Mm. Kind of a that's where he should have gone to begin with mm. Jacksonville because they'd probably be easier to get a job there rather than having to compete with everybody. Right, he's going to have to pe- compete anyways. So. No, that's no, what's right. a, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. everyone's gonna have to. Yes. He, he'll probably have a better shot in Jacksonville than he would. Have you think? I, I don't think so. I, I don't. Who's the backup for Jacksonville right now? Who, who's backing up for Jacksonville? Trevor Lawrence. They, I did. I I'll think. Bet you, I'll bet you it's two bums. I don't know who it is. I, last year, I was it. Two? Either way, ne- we can guarantee this: neither one of them will be as good as Car- uh, as Gardner Minshew. No, none of them are as good as right? Gardner Minshew. Yes. Right. So there's one spot already gone. Oh, C.J. Beathard. There you go. Oh, my God. How hard would it be to beat out C.J. I mean, wait, and who's their third string? Wait, Jeff, there's, there is another one. There is another one. I forgot. He played one game last year. Jake Luton <laughs> played oh, one from, game last oh, year. The, or, that dude, tall kid from Oregon Luton. State. Yeah, yeah, from Oregon State. You know, he, he actually did really well when he was in there. I know. All right. But he, right, but he's still got a better shot of beating out either one of those guys. Like, just look at it like this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Minshew is definitely taking a roster spot. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. He's a neither great backup. Bethard, neither Bethard or Luton is guaranteed a roster spot. So at least then you're battling for two spots and, and not just one. I really think the Eagle. this is the last year with the Eagles with uh, what's his name again. And if he doesn't have a good season, uh, they're going to go. Hurts? Yes, I think they move up in the draft and they get the quarterback that they want. That's entirely possible. Yes. But let's be honest here. Jalen Hurts? Has been and listen. I'm the first one to show. I like Jalen Hurts. Those don't. other two idiots are always talking about Alabama quarterbacks. Right? <laughs> I, and I think it's high time we stop looking at Jalen Hurts as an Alabama quarterback, <laughs> Oklahoma quarterback. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, Oklahoma, Oklahoma right? and Ohio State. Wasn't he on Ohio State? Was no, he was Alabama and, and Alabama and Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma. Okay, okay. Yeah. Right, and it's time we looked at him because Oklahoma, Alabama did want him. No, they wanted less. Uh, they wanted Hawaiian Tebow. Nice. And they were like, oh, go right. sit on the bench. And he was like, I'm out of here. I'm going to Oklahoma. They didn't even want him. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't even count as an uh, Alabama quarterback. Right. You know, you it, know? It, so. it, 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 it's interesting because I think Jalen Hurts deserves an opportunity to be a quarterback in the NFL. But I believe with the two first-round draft picks that they have this year and not giving up any of those guys, they're going to have the pick of the litter on if they want a quarterback in next year's draft. And if Jalen Hurts doesn't get them into the playoffs again this year or they're not better with the talent that they have over there, I think Jalen Hurts will be gone next year. They're not, they're not going to have the pick of the litter because the Eagles were a playoff team, and at the very least, okay, mm-hmm. they're going to be middle of the road. Okay? They, they might not be good, but they're not going to be terrible. So they're not going to have their pick of quarterback. Because you know who is going to be terrible? Seattle. Mm. They're going to be horrific. And they're going to get one of the top quarterbacks. And then you know who else is going to be horrific against the Because mm. they always are. And they're all going to get the other one. 
So they're not going to have the pick of the litter because there isn't an, enough draft picks on this planet to make either of, either of those terrible teams trade out of those spots when they're in desperate need of a quarterback. They need one themselves. They're not going to just give that up because, oh, we'll give you 800 first-round picks. Mm-hmm. They don't care. They want the quarterback. Well, I, I agree with you, and I, I think that when you look at the quarterback position, the quarterback mm-hmm. position is the most important position on the football field. But uh, I also think that going into next year with the quarterback, the depth that you said that the quarterback class is going to be, I can really, uh, with the the amount of picks that they have next year and the two first round, I think they have two first round, one second round, and two third rounds next year. I, I think with the stack, the stock that they have and with the depth that it has next year, I, I could see if he doesn't get them into the playoffs next year, especially in this weak NFC East, I think he, he could be on his way out. I, I think they trade him. I, I really do. I, I'm not I, – listen, that's, a, that's just my thought. That doesn't mean it's going to happen. Yeah, one, two first-round picks, Eagles, their own pick, and the Saints, and then they have two, three, four, five, seven. So seven total picks. Mm. So there you go. And I mean, all, there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks. Yes. I mean, there is. You said I there was, there yeah. You said there was. You said there's about six of them that could be great starters in the NFL. There's a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. there really is. But you said six of them could be great. Yeah, the only one you were down on from the article I read was the Tennessee one, and then that was it. Oh, Hendon Hooker, stink. <laughs> Get him out of there. But, yo, like, you can, like, a dude that you probably don't really know, maybe Speedy knows, um, you're talking about Hayner. Are you talking about Hayner? Because I I, I Hainer, mentioned that Hainer. last time. I don't I don't really like Jake Hayner. Oh, I like I'm him. That's interesting. Team. All right, we'll see. We'll see uh, how he I'll plays this you, year. I'll give you who I think my third would be. You because know, I I don't care what order you have him in. It's going to be Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are probably going to be the top of the class. Correct. Definitely, Bryce Young's right. the number one pick. Right. The next one I would have Will Levis. Okay. Yeah, I, I like him too. We'll have to we'll see if he can improve, uh, not improve, but like stay steadily from that, set, but that last also, year because he, last year he was very good. They're also saying Speedy, this kid Carter know, from. You should know this. Same, you should know this, Speedy. Mm-hmm. Where did Will Levis play high school football? High school football? No, that I don't know. I, good. What do you got? Xavier High School, Connecticut. Oh, okay. That's yeah. No, I I I've been there. I I I played some. I played some and watched some volleyball games there. Yeah. They're. Yeah, uh, high. They're, I don't know if that's Middletown. Where is Middletown? It? Yes, Middletown? that's Middletown, Connecticut. Yeah. Right, yeah, Xavier High School, Middletown. That's where we'll love. They're saying that this kid Carter could be a top three pick this next year. The the pass rusher. Yeah, he's a good player. Willie Anderson, another good player. Keyshawn Boutte, another good player. There's a lot of good players, but the but the top of the class is going to be quarterbacks. So you think one, two, and three are going to be quarterbacks next year? Uh I you know well, okay, yes, but also maybe not because mm. it's also going to depend on who's drafting. Them. Mm-hmm. Right? So let's let's just let's just make a guess. I, I don't. I, if if the Jets don't win seven or eight games this year, and they win five games or six games, and they're off the fourth five or pick, six games is, right? But just fourth pick, okay? Yes. Like, no, right? Yeah, it's going to be four, five, six, seven. They're not like that's not top they, three kind of range. Though. They won five games this year, and they're they were fourth pick. Right, but that's what. Right, so you're going to have to be really bad. Okay. To get get one of those top, I'm not saying. All right, so let, let's just take a guess. Let's say the Jets win two games this year, and they're they're a top three. Do they draft a quarterback? If the Jets are top three, yes. Do they draft a quarterback? It's hard to say because I guess it would really just kind of depend on w- why they're there at the top three. Right? Because everyone just falls down and gets hurt. 
because it's so it's so interesting because I was listening to I forget what radio show I was listening to and as good as Joe Douglas has been when it comes to drafting might be an all time great you know uh, drafter for the Jets that if if Zach Wilson loses his job he's probably going to get fired so and some of these players could turn out to be great players but because Zach Wilson he was wrong with he could lose his job so. it's very interesting, you know, if Zach Wilson doesn't really, you know, turn into the player that he thinks he's going to be. I do believe he will, but let's say he doesn't. I mean, Joe Douglas is going to lose his job because he 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 dropped a quarterback that was the the, the what was it? the fourth the third or fourth pick for the, you know, a couple of years ago, who was the youngest quarterback in NFL history. He gave up on him for another quarterback that he drafted at 2. I mean, he practically gave away two top picks. Because it, because he believed in this guy that he he drafted. So if he fails, it, as good as Joe Douglas, I mean, Jermaine Johnson could become an All Pro player. I mean, Garrett Wilson could become an All Pro player. Makai Becton could be an All Pro player. And because the quarterbacks didn't succeed, he's going to lose his job. That's just you know, the way it is. You know, there was a, a, a quarterback. There's going to be a couple of quarterbacks that are going to be. By the way, players. I got a I got a statistic for you mm. that since 2010. The Dallas Cowboys has had more all uh, Pro Bowl players that were drafted in and in, in the NFL. Did you know that? Uh, yeah, they they you know they're always so they don't draft know, that bad. I mean, if they you look, do draft that bad. They, first of all, what, what a terrible metric to use regarding their draft. I'm because just saying that. No, I, no, no, but you're you're ignoring the obvious. Mm-hmm. You're just ignoring the obvious. What's the obvious? How is the Pro Bowl selected? Mm-hmm. By the fans. fans. And, how yeah. is, and, how is, and how is the Pro Bowl selected, Errol? By the fans. Right. And there's no more... First of all, there's so many brain-dead people out there. Do, do, you, know, do, you, do you know they've had, since 2000, 2005, they've had more all-pro players that you know drafted on their team than any team in the NFL? The, the, the fans... That does, that's not selected, voted by the fans. The, the fans selected John Scott to an NHL All-Star game. <laughs> you're trusting, and you're trusting the fans with picking. Who's How about all pros? Player? Since 2005, they've had more players drafted from you know Cowboys drafted that are all pro players, not Pro yeah, Bowl well, players, all pro. Right. Well, they draft them, but they become great other players. <laughs> I'm just saying. That obviously Jerry not, Jones so, and, is not bad at and drafting. Not this, this is one for Speedy too, because I know Speedy will remember this when I say something, right? There's a guy that was that's coming out in next year's draft because he opted to stay in school that probably would have been worthy of a number one pick in this year's draft in Tyler Shell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that kid. So he's gonna be a, so he's gonna be in next year's class as well. Keaton Slovis will be in next year's class. And I know dude Errol's gonna hate this. Spencer Rattler will be okay. the next year. <laughs> right? Yeah. Slo- Slovis is now at Pitt, or did he did he decommit from there cool. too? Keenan Slovis. Slovis. At, yes, Keenan Slovis is is at Pitt. Or Keon Slovis, yeah. But, but right, but he but he won't have uh, Jordan Addison. I know, I know. <laughs> he's 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 like the new hot profile uh, transfer honestly, portal wide receiver now. Honestly, if Spencer Rattler went into this year's draft, he probably would have been the top quarterback picked. He would have been. Could've... Well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he was projected as number one. He had just a horrific kind of time at Oklahoma. So that's what made him go back. And I think that that's a good move because, you know, give him some growth. But think about it. Spencer Rattler will be in next year's draft. Jaden Daniels next year's draft. Obviously, Stroud. Obviously, uh, 
Dude, Anthony Richardson in Florida mm-hmm. is an interesting prospect, mm-hmm. right? There's there's a ton of quarterbacks to choose from, all of which are all better than, but dude, like if you go down and like who like the tenth quarterback is, it's probably either like uh, the kid at Penn State, Sean Clifford, yes, or mm-hmm. right, dude. Those guys are on par with who got drafted this year, mm-hmm. right? So you're literally talking seven, eight guys. Mm-hmm. That are going to be in next year's draft that are just better prospects than what was in this year's draft. Interesting. Yeah, I forgot about Show. Show's probably my my third if he plays like he did at Oregon because he looked really good at Oregon that first he's year. A super stud. Yeah. He's a super stud, but he's just super got hurt stud. And then he really is, bro. I'm just he making just fun of him. He said super stud. I'm just. Yeah, he's a really good prospect. I still think I might like Levis better than him. Maybe. Really no, I, I'm not ruling that out either. And I, I also have to see how they, how they play this year, too. Because Le- if Levis can even, like, I, he doesn't necessarily have to improve from it, but if he could even duplicate what he did last year against those tough competition. And then, I'll t- get. I'll tell you what I would like about Levis over Tyler Show because Tyler Show has a huge arm. He can throw it. He mm-hmm. can wing it, dude. Right. He can, he can absolutely wing it, right? I'll tell you what I would like about Will Levis over Tyler Show is the level of competition he played with. Yes. With Levis playing in the SEC, yeah. that for sure beats Pac-12 and uh, what is now going to be the Big 12. Right. No, no, that's understandable. Right. Yeah, that's fair. No, no, so, I, I, mean, I get that, too. And also, like, the, the rise of that program, too. Kentucky's always thought of as a basketball school. Meanwhile, they were top 10 at certain points for football. Program. He is the rise of that program. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it happened a little before him. He might... Dude, yeah, the one, uh, 18, 2018, yeah, one year they had, yeah, the one out of the, like, 10 years they were ranked, so, yeah, I know. Right, but, but you know who was on that team that I'm super surprised never really became, like, a good NFL player because that kid played wide receiver, running back, and quarterback all on that same team was Lynn Bowden. That's right, yeah. He was, a, again, another superstar. He could do it all. He was Debo before Debo. Yeah, you would have thought in a hybrid league he'd be something, but I guess not. Yeah, I'm super I mean, it just goes to show that sometimes the translation from one level to the next is seamless. Just so everybody knows before we go that Debo Samuels is in negotiations with San Francisco, and some people believe. Did you see what happened today? He, he refollowed the 49ers on Instagram. Yeah. Big news. There's. Um, there's a story coming out that they believe that the contract will be, you know, on paper by the end of this weekend. So it's there's a good chance that he's going to get his twenty five million. So, so everybody, I mean, uh, you know. it's a no brainer. All you're doing is giving him the Garoppolo money. Just let them trade Garoppolo and get that off the books, and then they can just give him Garoppolo money. It doesn't change the team. They at all. need him because that's that's their weapon. You know, him and uh, their. Their star tight end are the only two weapons they have there, really. I don't know about that. I also like Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, he, I do. He's too. had some injury things, but Brandon Ayuk can also play. He's got to be more consistent. Game I like the game, kid like that they talent. drafted last year, the running back too. He was really Mitchell. Good. Yeah. Mitchell looked really good last. Uh, I mean, all season before he got hurt, uh, he was. Why is Mitchell? Where did he go to school, Speedy? Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns. You got it. Brother. My my my, fr- it. my friend goes to grad school there, so I was watching them a lot in the shortened season. Uh, you had a cheat sheet, then. Jeff. Thank you for calling, Bob. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach you, Speedy, about some college football. We're gonna, we're gonna dial you in. I know, I know the conferences and the teams. I just the players. Sometimes I get, I forget. I watch some games and I forget about them all the time because I like to jump around more. Also, another quarterback to look out for next year: Phil Yurkovic. Mm. All right. You know, Phil Yurkovic, Speedy. 
the name uh, the name I recognize, but I don't remember where. Quarterback, Boston College. Okay. Keep an eye out for your COVID. He can sling it too. Lots of quarterbacks next year. We just Lots of quarterbacks. We know. Man. We know. Jeff, thank you for calling. Always a pleasure, guys. Uh, Speedy, it's it's a pleasure talking to you. We, you know, Errol not so much because he refuses to recognize Marcus Smart. <laughs> thank you, Jeff. Jeff from Tampa, ladies and gentlemen. Fantastic. Um, thank you to all the fans. I guess Garrett Price couldn't make it tonight. Yeah. Um, we'll probably have him on next yeah, week. Yeah, two weeks or something like that. I already, I already have everything booked for next week, so maybe in two weeks we'll see. All He's right. been very intrigued to come on. I'm sure he is. Um, so he can argue like he did last time with me. Um, obviously, thank you to all the fans that listen to us and, and all the work that we put into the show to make sure that you guys are entertained. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Have a good weekend. I hope everybody had a good Cinco de Mayo. Um, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Um, and uh, we'll be back next Tuesday uh, with new guests. Who do we have next week? So he couldn't join the draft panel, unfortunately. But uh, Jack Borowski, who we had on, uh, draft draft analyst from Sports Illustrated, uh, by, uh, Draft Bible, he'll be on, as well as um, as well as Ryan Holmes, another MLB uh, MLB slash fantasy analyst, and then. Uh, jo- Johnny Black, another fantasy baseball slash fantasy football guy, he'll be on on Tuesday. Uh, actually, no, my, yeah, he'll be on on Tuesday. Ryan will be on on Thursday. My bad. So it'll be Johnny Black and Jack Borowski, who couldn't make the panel on a last second thing. Huh? Ryan who? Ryan Holmes. He's a fantasy football guy. I forget the exact company. He'll be out on Thursday. But then Johnny Black, fantasy football mm. and baseball, fantasy baseball and football type guy. He has a website. Okay. And then Jack Borowski will be rejoining us. He could not join the panel. Had a last second cancellation. All right. That's it for our show. Uh, we will talk to you next week. Listen to the Weekend Crunch on 103.9 FM or iHeartRadio if you don't live around here at 7 p.m. on Saturday. Uh, great show, as always. Uh, Moneyline Mania. And all the different things. No, they're not on this week, Moneyline Mania. All right. Well, you'll get to hear us uh, over the weekend. Thank you, Speedy. Anyways, uh, that's it for our show. Good night. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.